You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. All right, welcome in to the 2023 Bowl Preview. This is, we're going to have two parts. Tonight is, is part one. These are games that are going on this weekend through right after Christmas Day, the 16th through the 26th. we got a great panel tonight. As always, we'd like to start off with my good friend from LaGrange. That would be Kyle Baba. How are you? It's going on, Dave. Uh, yeah, we sit here as it is the, uh, the, the, the beginning of bowl week. We end the uh, we end the week where we will start the bowl season, so it's going to be fun to pick these games. There's a lot of bowls between uh, this coming weekend and the 26th. I believe there's 20 of them, so uh, we're going to have uh, roughly half the bowl games picked tonight, and uh, and we'll see who wins the competition. And feel free if you're watching and viewing uh, to participate in in the bowl pick'em challenge. See if you can beat us. That sounds good. Bubba Rosenbaum from China Grove. How are you? China Grove. Doing all right. Uh, looking forward to. The bowl game's getting underway, I guess, a week from yesterday. And um, you'll have you'll have some uh, intriguing matchups. And, you know, it's, the picks are uh, even harder the last few years. And just with all the opting out and, and now right. um, not only opting out for the, the draft, but uh, to enter the transfer portal. So the opt-outs are greater than ever before. And uh, we may have a situation where two teams uh, may not have a lot of their roster in the Orange Bowl uh, with Florida State and Georgia. There's a rumor going around that especially Florida State may not even, some guys may not even play. Matt Semenza from the great Hmm. Commonwealth of Connecticut. What's up? What's up, guys? Uh, Looking forward to this week. You know, um, definitely excited to pick these games. I think the one common theme, like Bubba kind of mentioned this a little bit, but as you go through these games between the portal, between guys opting out, and then just a ton of injuries to quarterbacks around the country, you see a lot of these lines have shifted since they opened. And a lot of that is because of the fact that the quarterbacks are either hurt or have, you know, chosen not to play. So it's going to make it even, even more difficult to pick these games. And last but not least, town commissioner in Lasker, North Carolina, Give it up for Stevie Fly. What's up, dude? What's up? What's up? Looking forward to doing this. No, no, uh, not much of a gambling guy, but uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, try my best to hang with you guys. Did you guys see the stat they put out? There's a 133 college programs in FBS and 106 quarterbacks in the transfer portal right now. Wow. Well, how crazy. Well, let's see if we can't get one that's good. Well, you know, you got a good that's chance. Good. You got that's good for us. Yeah, that's good for East Carolina yeah. then because he's like, hey, you can come here and start. Yeah. Saw earlier today Hank Bachmeyer uh, from Boise State and most recently Louisiana Tech. Uh, he is headed to Wake Forest. And then also Blake Shapin of Baylor, uh, one that – or you know, both of those yeah. really, but you'd seen Shapin's name mentioned as well. And uh, he's headed to Mississippi State to play for Jeff Levy. Guys, uh, Dave. Yeah, I believe. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, we Dave? can now. Yeah. Okay. A he million and a half. Two million. All right. Can you all hear me now? Yeah. Yes, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. A million and a half, two million dollars. We know we can't afford that, but is there a quarterback in our salary like? My understanding, I think our good friend 
Stephen Igo said somewhere in the two hundred thousand dollar range is what we could afford at quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would, I would think you could definitely find something for that price range. I mean, whether it be a a, a proven FCS commodity or a um, or maybe a backup that has got significant playing time. Um, yeah, there, there's definitely something out there, and and I, I would think we'll get a JUCO also. Which so yeah. you, you can't just sign one from the portal. We need a couple. Um, you got Cole Hodge coming in. Yeah, but you know, as high school quarterback, you're gonna need uh, you need two with experience, right? But yeah, you'll definitely find somebody. And you have Jeter, so you'll have four. Well, and we also we also don't we also don't know what um we haven't got an official word yet from um Flynn, but um yeah you you, you definitely uh, you definitely at least want one from the portal and one from JUCO, if not two from the portal, if you can get them. And the whole thing is just guys, so gotta, to, th- to think about the possibility of. Of paying the quarterback six figures. That's just <laughs> well, I mean, it's the way it is, man. Oh, yeah, obviously, but it's just still just tough to tough to uh, wrap your mind around. And I, I mean, we knew it, it was going to come to this point, but you look at what came out earlier in the week about Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, debate on whether to go pro now and forego his senior year, but he's going to make just as much in NIL money if he comes back to Ohio State. And he wants – he said he wants to beat Michigan. So, I mean, what would you do? I mean, I'd stay another year in college. If I'm yeah, beat Michigan. Much, I'd, stay in, I'd stay another year. Yeah, yeah. If, if financially, if it's not going to hurt you, what's the difference? Exactly. And, and by and the way, year for experience. these bowl games, uh, there needs to be something in place for these NIL deals where you got to finish the season and that includes your bowl I agree game. totally. 100%, Kyle. I agree. 100%. Yeah, but that would take actual leadership from the NCAA, and it just seems like they, <laughs> you know, it seems like they have just checked out. Like, I've never seen an organization just literally just check out. I mean, unless it comes to trying to get a, uh, a basketball player eligible for East Carolina. Yeah, yeah, or or if you have to get somebody eligible for North Carolina. Hey, no, yeah, that can yeah. happen. You just get the governor involved. Or, or, yeah, or you just get the governor right. He'll go to bat, but. Um, you know, guys, one thing I want to say about this NIL is, like, you really – and I, I was kind of debating a few people on uh, on an online chat group about this. But, uh, you know, you, you really have to guarantee a starting spot to these guys. Like, it's not even good enough to say, hey, we're going to give you hundred grand to come here. You have to say to them, you're our guy, you're our starter, and you, you have to because they're not going to – a guy's not going to transfer to another school yeah. if he thinks he's going to sit. So you, you have to – you know, I, yeah. I hate that you have to do that. It, it actually contradicts everything I, I know about football to, to guarantee it. But you have to do it now. I don't know that yeah. I'd guarantee, but in the situation of a quarterback, I'd say, hey, look at our situation. Uh, you're going to be our primary guy. Look, are you as good as you're supposed to be? If you're as good as you're supposed to be, if you're worth this $200,000, and you're going to win the starting job. I mean, about- for, for, for Christ in heaven's sake, look at what we have. That's how I would address it. Because if you pay that guy two hundred grand. And then the JUCO kid comes in and lights it up. Screw it. Start the JUCO. You can promise the moon. But if the kid sucks, take the moon back. What about uh, Ty Keys? Have you guys heard any more? No, I haven't heard a word. I know he had some other offers. I know he's gotten some other offers. Yeah, he's one of the ones that I'm eyeing for, you know, like the C. Of course, I mean, anything can happen. He can be a bust, but he's one that. 
would be a really good pickup, I think, for East Carolina. Well, he's the only name we've really officially heard. Everything else has been rumors. I I, I would think, you know, we're, we're going to get somebody here um, soon, I would hope. What do you guys think? Are you guys, you know, before we get to the bowls, are you guys hearing anything about a quarterback, you know, with, with some with some traction to it, Bubba, Matt? No, I haven't really heard anything with any type of traction, like you said, just speculation, you know. Steve and I go put put out a list um, with a couple of those names that I already mentioned that have have already picked their destination, like Blake Shapen going from Baylor to Mississippi State, and then Bachmeyer going from uh, La Tech to Wake Forest. But some of the others, um, let's see, that are in the portal. Um, interesting situation up at March Marshall. Cam Fancher completed about sixty five percent of his passes for around 2,200 yards, also very mobile. And um, and we know that very well, even though he didn't run for a ton of yards against us. We chased him all over the field, and uh, he kept plays alive with his feet and was able to make plays in the passing game down – or, excuse me, down the field in the passing game as a result. But um, he didn't – I think he was 11 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, so that was an issue, you know, supposedly you – know, a lot of uh, a lot of hate, perhaps, from the Marshall fans, and it was a bit of a back and forth going on there between head coach Charles Huff and and uh, maybe that family. Because I, I know his, I saw you know App State fan shared with me uh, that his mother was saying what Coach Huff was communicating to the media was not necessarily the the truth so interesting to see where he ends up yeah i would imagine he's a kid that may be on our radar um uh but what about the other former marshall quarterback that was at virginia tech i think he's got a year left yeah yeah i have not heard anything uh, you're referring to grant wells i'm not sure about him uh, if he's picked a picked a new school Uh, i'll look and see if See if I can find anything about Grant. Yeah, and I wonder if there's a backup SEC quarterback out there that uh that John David Baker um has faith was, in. Well, there there's a couple that he's played against and it's in the portal, and that and two from from Vandy. Uh, one's name escapes me, but um, Kenny Seals is is one. Oh, Dan and, Seals, uh, son. And then and, <laughs> and then and then. Uh, See if I'll find out the that other one. Yeah, that uh, you guys bring up a great point. I was going to ask you guys with JDB John David Baker. Um, he actually there's uh, Stephen Igo was saying that uh, the fact that he's talked to people in the administration, uh, the sports, you know, the, of course, the football program, and he seems to think that they won't tell him anything, but it seems to think that they have something where maybe up their sleeves. So. Um, that would be like, in other words, they have a quarterback that they know that they can get, or they're you know close to getting, or something. But okay. no speculation there. Just uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I, uh, I w- we'll see in time. I would think uh, in probably very short time. Um, I would think we'll know something on a quarterback uh, by the end of December, wouldn't you guys? Yeah, you're looking at right now uh, with the – you have the transport portal to open up uh, tomorrow. If you're watching live tonight, it's uh, 
tomorrow, me and Monday will be a week that the transfer portal is open. It goes for another f- a few weeks. Um, and then you have a dead period right now with, uh, I guess, the high school recruits uh, itself. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's just going to be interesting to see what we can get. And then all, and not only the quarterback situation, but I'll bring in Matt right now. Matt, uh, you're being – How's by the way, how's the apartment going in the transfer portal? You got it all stocked up with rum? It's going well, man. I, you know, I know everybody's like really focused on quarterbacks, which obviously is huge. Um, I want to talk I'm, about O line. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know how I feel about that, Dave. Yeah, uh, I am really focused on the O line, and like I said, I think we need five to seven guys that can compete right away. Whether and that, when I say five to seven, I'm talking about you know Portal, JUCO. We got what two uh, commitments from JUCO so far? We got one so far from okay. JUCO. Um, we have apparently we had a guy in this weekend from NC State who's an interior O lineman. Um, so you know, but I think you need five to seven. Yeah, I, I really do. And like the thing is too, and Stevie, I'm sure as as a coach, you'll you'll agree with me here. You got to get him in before spring ball. You have yeah. to be able to go into yeah. spring. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. and build your offense and and and. Because if you don't, you're really starting from scratch in the summer. So that's yeah, a huge factor in all this. You need a couple playmakers at receiver also, which I would think would be the easiest thing to get of everything that we need. Um, yeah. But uh, I, if Rajay and Bond stay, uh, we are, we should be all right at running back. Um, but, yeah, the only person out of the running back room, Pop McKay is transferring, but that's the only well, one. Gun, and gun gone? Or was that a bad rumor? I haven't seen. So far, it's a rumor. So far, okay. that's just a rumor. Okay, good. And uh, there, there's no, at least from what I've seen, there's no indication that he's declared. Good. Well, then goal. we should be good there. Good. Yeah, the running back room. I feel we like need, we need a tight end also. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> I think um, Shane Calhoun is uh, going to stay. So we have uh, he I will be. Calhoun, so Calhoun's not a senior. Why did I think Calhoun was a senior? I think he okay. is actually. I think I think he might be a senior. Oh, you think he's um, gone? We have. Well, if he's I'm, a senior, he's got to be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty I mean, sure. I mean, a rising senior. We do have the two freshmen who played this year. Desirio Riles is more of a receiving tight end, and Guts. then um, you know, and then you have the guy Ferguson who is more of a inline blocker at tight end. So they both played this year as true freshmen. A lot of potential there. Johnny Garner's a gun solid. Don't believe anything unless it comes from him. There you go. Yep. And that, that's a great thing because our running back room is uh, stacked and packed. I think we're great there. And then, like you said, Kyle, you need some wide receivers, O-line. Um, and, and, guys, here's another great thing. For the most part, don't want to jinx it because we still have kids going home at Christmas time and family members can tell them how great they are and they should be in the SEC or whatever. But um, I – yeah, our defense is uh, still still pretty much intact, and we still have Blake Harrell as we said yeah, tonight on uh, December tenth. That's that's another thing. What I was going to say, Matt, being that you play defense every day that goes by, and we have pretty much breathe a little bit better. I'm not getting too cocky right now because of the way that our this system is now. But don't you feel a little bit better knowing that we're December tenth? And we haven't lost Blake, and you would think that by now you'd hear more of the players be gone. Yeah, definitely a little relieved over Blake. Like I think 
if we can get into Christmas and, and we haven't heard anything, we're in good shape there. Now, we have lost two starters right. defensively. Uh, Ra Ra Dilworth, who was more of a – I guess you call him a part-time starter. Um, and then we lost a middle linebacker, and I can't believe I am drawing a blank on his name. Somebody help Taylor me. Jackson. Oh, Taylor yeah, Jackson. Jackson. Thank you. Thank you, Bubba. Uh, now, he was a, a, a starter this year. I thought he did a really nice job. Um not only in coverage, but also against the run. I thought he had a really solid season. So that's isn't he the one that, right there. You just don't want to lose anymore. Isn't he the one that mom was a Miami fan and wanted him to play in Miami? Is that the same player? No, that's, that's freshman corner, Antoine Jackson. Antoine. I got the wrong yeah. Jackson. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, Jackson. I hope, I hope Antoine and his girlfriend are doing well. I hope she's having a great year playing basketball. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Dave was not for real. <laughs> That's good, Bubba. I love fact, it. I would, I would, I would, I would suggest that Antoine pop a question to his girlfriend for Christmas this year. Uh, hey, uh, Matt, somebody's questioning you right now. What's the question? I can't see it. Yeah, Chill Powell says, Did, "Can you ask Matt when his phone broke?" No, no. me. <laughs> ask oh, Matt yeah. or ask Dave? No, he says, "Dave, can you ask Matt when his phone broke?" Oh, yeah. What's oh, wrong with Shell, yeah. I yes, Shell, it's been a busy weekend, brother. It's been a very busy weekend. I'll definitely, <laughs> I'll hit you up tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I thought he was oh, talking okay. to me. I, okay. I see. There was supposed to be some personal communication, and Matt didn't oh, come through. I I tend I, I tend I don't know if you guys, but I tend to make a lot of my phone calls, you know, uh, while I'm on the road when I'm traveling, you know, for yeah. work. So, uh, Shell, I'll definitely hit you up tomorrow. How about that? Um, by the way, what do you guys uh, – Brandon has a great question since we're talking about O-line. He wants to know what are your thoughts on the new O-line coach that we hired this week? Good hire. Um, great, great. And, and that is Matt Matt Maddox. Matt yeah, Maddox, thank you. Great great track record. You don't work your way up to coaching O-line at Texas by sucking. Um, yeah. Then after he lost that position with the Texas staff, he, he worked his way uh, to having one of the best O-lines in Conference USA at UTSA left UTSA to go to Purdue. Now, what I don't know, and if any of you do know, uh, he left UTSA to go to Purdue and then in the spring had some personal issues and had to step away and wasn't able to coach Purdue this year, uh, which is what made him eligible. You know, he's not a guy that would have been on our radar. Uh, He would have been at a Power 5 school at Purdue. Does anybody know what those personal issues were back in the spring where he had to step away? I haven't heard anything. I do not. uh, But, yeah, to your point, as far as, Getting an offensive line coach of this caliber, um, that, I mean, that's something that JDB, John David Baker, said in his interview on 94.3 The Game uh, on Hoist to – well, actually, excuse me, it's the Patrick Johnson show, not Hoist to Colors, but Stephen Igo was taking part in that interview. And and JDB just said and he felt, felt like he robbed a bank and got away with it, that he really believes he's a top 10 to 15 oh, – O-line coach in America. So, uh, hopefully it'll Johnny work, Gardner out, says, work out well. Get We'll get the personnel that uh, he and the staff need and we make some things happen. Johnny Gardner says death in the family is what he saw. Okay, uh, well, I hate to hear that. Correct. Must have been a, um, have been a very close relative. I, I had seen that uh, and obviously forgot about it. Thank you, Johnny, for reminding us of what had transpired there with Matt Maddox. A hell of a track record, so uh, really good. Yeah, it looks like a really good hire. Um, and by the way, guys, and he's at, also been an offensive coordinator at the FCS level. Yeah, I was going to say uh, with uh, JDB, 
uh, the more that we go, time goes by, uh, I think it's a, a huge win for us as far as offensive coordinator. Um, I had to, you know, I, I wanted Chad Morris, but at the same time, uh, JDB, uh, like a lot of people think, is a home run hire, and uh, Chad Morris is more the safe bet. And with Houston, he needs to have somebody that can really uh, put a lot of video game numbers up this year. And uh, My one concern had- with JDB where it wasn't meant with Morris, um, I think JDB, and I think the first hire is Grace, that O-line. I, I, I have no doubt this guy's going to end up being a great offensive coordinator. And he was co-OC at Mississippi State, did not have play-calling duties. Oh, uh, miss. Kind of, kind of, oh, miss. Huh? What did I say, Mississippi State? Uh, yeah. Oh, miss. It, 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 kind of passing game coordinator, really, is what he was. Um, but I, I just hope he has time. I, um, I, the portal's going to be key for him um, because even, you know, Houston has to have a win the season this coming year. Uh, yeah. so that's my one concern with JDB is, is he going to have time? I have no doubt he will be a good offensive coordinator. And I, I think he'll probably hit coach someday. Um, oh, yeah. Just just gathering from what I can just – just my hunch. He reminds me – actually, uh, and his voice sounds like it too. He reminds me a little bit of Lincoln yeah. Riley. He doesn't have quite the flair Lincoln Riley. roots. Yes, he doesn't quite have the flair Lincoln Riley did, uh, you know, or does, but – the voices are similar. Um, there, there's some Lincoln Riley in him. And, here, and here's the thing, guys. Like, you know, it's one thing to call plays in the SEC when you have a ton of talent. It's another thing to come into this situation here. And I'm not, I'm not being negative at all. I'm just, I'm just saying this for any offensive coordinator we bring in to come into this situation where you have a total rebuild on offense. And you know, the one thing Lincoln was able to do <clears throat> when he was here, when Lincoln was here, he was able to be very creative and adapt his offense. And uh, that's what it's going to take from, from John David Baker. I mean, he's going to be, I think he's going to be in a little bit of a state of shock when he sees, you know, what, what we're working with, but you know, you know, if he can get guys in before spring ball, he has a chance, but um, it, that's, that's my biggest question. You know, Dave, you mentioned kind of your question marks and uh, that's my big thing is, can you come into a situation like this uh, without that type of sec talent? And you know, have the ability to call plays that are going to win games. It's, and it's not, it's not as we've heard from OCs over the years. It's not the type of play or the actual play you run. It's the timing you run it. It's when you run that play. And uh, you know, I think that's where he might, you know, struggle if any, if anywhere early on. But I do agree. It's I think it's a really good hire. What I'll tell like, you what. What I like about his background. Um, in terms of what you're talking about versus SEC, played at Abilene Christian, coached at Abilene Christian, coached at North Texas at the so-called FCS level. And another thing he's really big on, which is what Riley was big on, even though we're going to run it a little more than what Riley did. Over the Lincoln runs it more than what people realize. Repetition, 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 which uh, he said he learned from um, uh, Graham Harrell. And Lincoln was all about that. If you guys remember when Lincoln was here, one of the – they would pass. They would do warm-up. They would just pass, 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 pass. So that, that whole repetition thing, knowing what you're going to run, being able to run it fast, I, I love that concept. And I do love that he's coached at North Texas and Abilene Christian, a place where you have to develop – places where you have to develop players and talent, unlike Ole Miss where it's always plug and play. Oh, yeah, and i tell you one thing uh, with JDB. With, uh, <clears throat> for me – I want to say uh, my hat's off to Mike Houston because I think guys that he he's going for broke with JDB. What I mean by that is like he says, "Hey, this guy, 
can put up big numbers for us. And instead of taking the safe, like the normal Houston route that he would normally take a safe bet, he, uh, hey, Matt, you're a, a gambling guy. He, uh, he, he put his chips on black or red, whichever one. And he said, uh, we're going for broke. And hey, those of us that love trick plays and different things, I'm just happy that Houston, uh, the more I thought about it, I said, hey, this guy is, he really wants to win. And the way you win ball. Did we lose Dave there for a second? Yeah, I don't know. Cut out there for a second, Dave. But cut off at bow. Yeah. It, it, I mean, hey, listen, Mike Houston is now linked to, to John David Baker. So he his if you really think about it from this perspective, Mike Houston's career at East Carolina is it's on the line. It yeah. is on the line. <clears throat> he had to feel very in order to make this higher, he had to believe truly in his heart that this is a thousand percent the right guy that can get it done. Yep. Um, he had to believe that. So they're linked together now. Um, and, and, you know, you just, you really hope it works out. No yeah. doubt. And when you look at uh, Matt, we were talking about the defense. If you have Blake Harrell stay with most of this defense back, um, and then you have uh, get some pieces on the O-line like we talked about, Matt, I wanted to ask you earlier, I forgot, wouldn't you say there's only about two or three guys right now on the O-line that you can really count on for East Carolina? I would say count on and, and even like count on in a backup role. Like I, I'm really approaching this thing, guys. Like I want, I'm looking for five new starters on the O-line. I'm looking for five. Now you might only get three, but but I, that's what I, I'm going after a starter at every position. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I would take as many alignment as we could, um, honestly. Even if it's just warm bodies to create depth. I mean, obviously, you want as many talents, talented guys that can start as you can get, but we, we need a lot of depth there. Yeah. Somebody's breaking up that's trying to talk. Dave. Yeah. Is it me? Can you yeah. hear me? Somebody Dave, was. Not, yeah. Yeah, you're cutting out a little, Dave. How about now? Oh, you're good yeah. right in a second. Yeah. Okay. I was just saying with the O-line, it's so key because if you don't have the O-line, even if you have a great quarterback coming in, a uh, good or great quarterback coming in, if you don't have protection, um, then you can forget about it. So we've got to have the O-line. We can't just – what I'm afraid of, guys, I was going to say this earlier, is I'm afraid that we're going to put too much in our quarterback and not enough in the O-line. I hope I'm wrong on that. So well, you, you gotta have a quarterback's most important, but the no, line it is, it is. important. Yeah, you can't become one-dimensional too. Even if you don't have an offensive line, can't run the ball. I think we proved that this year. If you yeah. can't run the ball, you're in trouble. I, I do think the change in system. We will take wider splits. We're going to move. The, we're going to get rid of the ball faster. We're going to run the ball in more creative ways. Yeah. So I, I do think, just in general, the O linemen we're going to have to have probably won't have to be as talented to execute what we're going to try to do, um, at least I think. And guess what? You can't, to your point, Stevie, you can't run the ball. You can't set up play action. No. That's a huge, huge factor. I mean, you know, because I I know when I watch clips of the Ole Miss offense, a lot of it is based on, you know, establishing the run, tempo, 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 play action. And, uh, you know, you, you, you can't have one without the other. So it's it's just huge, man. It's huge. We've got to find a way 
to get some guys in here. And I don't think they need to be six six or six seven, three hundred and forty pounds. You know, they no, they won't be. Players. They won't be because of the oh, tempo, actually. the tempo, Matt. We we we, we need to go leaner. Yeah. Guys who are nasty, nasty demeanors up front, who are physical, and who just love football. And uh, Bubba, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead and chime in, buddy. I was just saying to your point as far as the offensive lineman, the the uh, potential transfer from NC State. Uh, he'd started a couple games, played about 300, 350 snaps this season, and he's 6'2", 315. There you go. Yeah, there's uh, – by the way, there's uh, comments here. Uh, Brandon says, JDB says, this is SEC country, SEC country now. Be nice to see uh, – build ECU like an SEC school. Um, Justin says, all I can say is I think next year will be hell to pay. I think we have a, uh, we have a pretty good team. Uh, he says, market. And uh, JR says – Justin, do you have any more intel on the quarterback? I know you were speculating. Whatever happened with the Mississippi State kid? Is he is he committed anywhere? We'll, we'll find out. Jr. says I wanted to move on from Mike Houston, but if Blake Harrell stays and we have success with our new offensive coaches, I'll be the first to say I was wrong. Yeah, well, th- th- this is the whole thing. You know, look, th- I wanted to move on from Mike Houston too, but at this point, there's no need to talk about it anymore because we're not. So you you got to support what's there. Uh, we like the the changes that were made so far. The the OC, so the OC hire was good. The O-line coach was good. So, so far, so good. Let's see what kind of pieces they can bring in. We got to hire a running backs coach. And I um, told one of our receivers coaches, though it hadn't been announced officially, the inside receivers coach, I've, I've been told that he's gone. Um, though, uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, that is not official. That's speculation hearsay. Um, so, I uh, we'll see who else they hire and what they bring in. But but so far, so good. I was I was a big proponent, along with Matt that we wanted to move on from Houston. But you know what? He's here next year. We like the changes that are being made. Um, so here's hoping that uh, we win six, seven, eight, nine games next year. Like it's a blip on the radar and we'll just uh, – it's a bad season and we move on. And especially when uh, – it'll be interesting to see the other – like you said, Kyle, the other coaches uh, who he hires. But uh, the coaches so far uh, – coach so far is so good. And we'll see how that – plays out but uh certainly with recruiting going on it'll be interesting to see where we are now i know we're going to by the way if you're just joining us we're going to be talking bowls in just a little bit um but we wanted after bowl season it'll be interesting to see uh, what coaches are in place and then we can have more of a fair assessment of jdb as his first job as offensive coordinator well yeah i mean what kind of piece he brings in i mean we'll yeah. really be able to access him or judge him as offensive coordinator until the season starts. But, yeah, we'll have a good idea based on the pieces they're able to bring in from the portal from the junior college ranks of um, on paper what we think this team can be um, before the season starts. No doubt. Let's talk uh, Bubba. I want to pass it to you. I know that uh, the reason why we're doing this is our bowl spectacular for 2020. Part one. That's right, because we're going to do part one tonight. There's so many bowls that that's what hurts that not having East Carolina in there. Um, but now let's do part one. There's uh, 20 bowls, right, between now, the 16th through the 26th? Yeah, between now uh, or this coming Saturday, the, the 16th, and then 
And then the, that following Tuesday, the 26th, uh, you have yeah, roughly 20 bowls. And uh, we're going to get to them here in a minute. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I had something happen there with my screen on StreamYard that it's never happened before. But, uh, but yes, between Saturday, December 16th and Tuesday, the 26th, um, you have 20 bowl games. Um, you start, I think it's six games on the 16th. Did Stevie just say the 20? I think Stevie said 21. I think it's, I just counted, unless I'm counting wrong, 21. Okay. Are you including the, the celebration bowl? I might add. That may be it. Uh, so we just have the the FBS games. So that may have been what yeah, happened there. Right, but, you're, uh, right. you're right, Bo. And then so overall, forty-one. And then I guess if you consider the national championship game, that's not really a bowl game, but that forty-two total games. So getting things underway on the sixteenth. Uh, you have an uh, 11 a.m. Eastern kickoff on ESPN, Georgia Southern, uh, up and down year for them. They got off to an excellent start, 6-2 and two through October, 0-4 in the month of November. And they are going to be taking on the 9-3 and three Ohio Bobcats. Um, but Ohio will be without their, their quarterback, uh, Curtis Rourke, uh, after being a four-year starter there, uh, he is or has entered the transfer portal. And then um, some other notes on that game: Ohio's they've um, like I mentioned nine and three, and they've won four out of their last five, three straight. And their lone loss um, in that five-game stretch came in the or came against Mac Champ, Miami of Ohio. And they're allowing just over 15 points per game, just 278 total yards. So um, really good defensively. However, Georgia Southern is probably the best or at least one of the best offenses they've faced all season. Uh, the Eagles led by quarterback Davis Brin, and the Tulsa transfer threw for over 3,400 yards, 22 touchdowns. However, he did also throw 16 interceptions and uh, he is led by, Wide out Caleb Hood, who had nearly a hundred catches for just shy of a thousand yards, and um, in Georgia Southern, on the other hand, has not played very good defense. They allowed thirty-eight plus points in three out of their last four games, so it's going to be interesting to see what gives in this one. Despite Ohio U being so good defensively, I think that I would probably lean toward Georgia Southern uh, just because, despite. Mm -hmm what they've allowed um, from a point standpoint uh, in, you know, in the, in these last four games of the season, they, as far as I know, they have Davis Brin, he's playing. And then Ohio being without their quarterback, I think Georgia Southern will find a way to win this one. And the line, by the way, we're, we're, we're going to get the line. Georgia, Georgia Southern. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Are you guys going to that bowl? Myrtle beach bowl? No. No, y'all were talking about it. So no, we said if Eastern Michigan plays in it, yeah, um, Georgia Southern by three and a half, as as Kyle said. So, so I'll I'll take the Eagles to to cover. Yeah, I'm going to take Georgia Southern to three and a half. Also, um, I uh, 
if Ohio had their quarterback, the, the, this line flipped. I believe Ohio was initially favored. Yeah. Um, if, if Ohio had their quarterback, I'd be taking uh, the Bobcats. I do think um, Ohio's defense is good, but I think that Southern speed from Georgia Southern, as we saw when they played us in the in the uh, Beef Up Brady's Bowl, um, I think they're going to have problems with with the speed of Georgia Southern and what they like to do offensively. Uh, so Georgia Southern three and a half point favorite. I too am taking Georgia Southern. I'm taking Georgia Georgia Southern as well. Yeah, I'm going for Georgia Southern. Just and I mean, it's a shame that it's got to that point. Which it was like that before NIL, but these guys sitting out the the bowl games. I mean, if they're going to do, I'm like like what you said earlier. I think Matt said earlier they they need to uh, uh, with this NIL. They need to make it clear that they have to play in the bowl games if if they do this NIL stuff. It's it's ridiculous. Or you could put where the bulk of the payment comes after yeah. the bowl. <laughs> Matt, who are you picking? Yep. So just taking a look at the last, uh, if you look at Georgia Southern's last four games, four losses in a row, guys, um, giving up a lot of points defensively. You know, 45 to Texas State, 38 to Marshall, 55 to App. So their defense is struggling right now. Um, but. Like you guys mentioned, a huge swing in the line, a five-point swing. This thing opened at Ohio minus two and a half, and it's now what? Current, it's Georgia Southern minus three and a half. So that tells you something right there, and the fact that Ohio's starting quarterback isn't playing. I think just too many points. Too many points for Georgia Southern, so I'm going with with the uh, Eagles. Yeah, in in addition to Curtis Rourke. He said, uh, "JR and Johnny Robertson says their top receiver, and then their top two running backs will also be out." Yeah, Georgia Southern baby. <laughs> the whole offense is gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stevie, what do you do with that one, Coach? Dude, you you don't realize I've had to, I've had to play with with seven guys before, so you know, I, I could man, I could call me up. I'll figure it out for you up there. I so to pick- clarify, did we all pick Georgia Southern? <laughs> I think so. Yep, unanimous. Yep. Okay, because I'm, I'm Jessica's gonna gonna keep track of it here, so we can actually tally this up okay. at the end of bowl season. So, Jessica, all <laughs> five of us picked Georgia Southern. <laughs> Got her doing secretarial. Thank duty. you, Jessica. Thank Otherwise, you, Jessica. Bubba would Thank have you. to be doing it. So you know. Yeah. No. That that works. That works. All right. Yeah, I like that's. I, hey, I'm going to go on a, on a limb here and say that's the only one we're all going to agree on tonight. I disagree with that. I What's think that next? <laughs> I don't know about. Next up, the New Orleans Bowl, um, that's obviously taking place in the Superdome, and that is a 2:15 Eastern kickoff on ESPN. And Jacksonville State is a three-point favorite. Um, the Gamecocks eight and four lost in the Conference USA Championship game to New Mexico State, uh, and they are taking on Louisiana, which comes into this matchup six and six. This is an intriguing one because, as we know, um, you know, as we saw eleven years ago, uh, a lot of raging Cajuns in the Superdome when they've played in this game. Yeah, I'm gonna, but I really like uh, Rich Rod. I'm going. Um, I'm going Jacksonville State on this one. I think they're going to win it. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm like Kyle. I love uh, Rich Rod, and so I'm going Rich Rod. 
yeah, I do think Louisiana having home field advantage in the in the uh, Superdome is is something that should be looked at. Although, uh, with that said, it's a three point line. I think Jacksonville State's incredibly well coached. Um, I've watched them both play. Jacksonville State's a much better football team, than Louisiana, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, uh, unless home field advantage comes into play, right. I like Jacksonville State minus three. Also, so I got Jacksonville State. Dave's got Jacksonville State. Yeah, I'm going Jacksonville State too. I think. Uh... You know, uh, they they look they're putting up numbers. I mean, even against that that loss against South Carolina, they put up twenty eight. But uh, yeah, I think Jacksonville State is the, is the better team here. Yeah, I, you took the words right out of my mouth, Stevie. I mean, they 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 are able to score points. Um, you know, you look very competitive against an SEC opponent. Just hung fifty six on on La Tech. Um, you know, tough matchup against New Mexico State, but they were in that game with a chance to win. Um, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Rich Rod, Jacksonville State as well. And what well, a job! Not give it what a job, huh? I mean, for for him to be there for a short amount of time and be able to win that many games—that's yeah. impressive. Well, Bubba you said didn't give us this pick. You, Bubba didn't give us this pick. Yeah, I was still still thinking about this one. I didn't really. Uh give these games much salt beforehand. Um, I actually like Jacksonville State big, if that means anything to you. Yeah. Bubba, you, you did at least three hours of research, Bubba. Bubba's trying <laughs> no. to... Yeah, downplay it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the ultimate... Bubba's the ultimate shark in the room, ladies and gentlemen. And I mean yeah. that as a compliment. No. Nah, well, let's well. see. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Louisiana. Woo! Wow. Wow. Louisiana, Louisiana, even though they're six and six, you know, that how good Troy was or is uh, 11 and two. um, And Troy had to score late in the fourth quarter to to beat Louisiana. And uh, that game, I believe, was was at Troy. So. And, yeah, I, and, I just want to they, they also picked up a two touchdown win at South Alabama. So, that's that off the Southern Miss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they've obviously been a little bit Jekyll and Hyde to say the least. But uh, with them, with that uh, atmosphere there, uh, I'll take I'll take the Raging Cajuns in a, in a close one. All right. All right. And, uh, yeah, I obviously uh, don't even need them to win, but uh, I, I'll say. I'll say they they'll win outright. I want to make a uh, and also for those uh, listening viewing right now um, live for our 2023 bowl preview. This is part one. Make sure you put your comments questions up there. But uh, if you're picking, you can pick uh, on with us as well on these games. So we want to keep it interactive with you tonight. Yeah, we'll have a have a pick 'em contest, and we'll have more information about that. Matt, do you're not hold it, yeah, and do not hold – if we participate in the pick, are we going to participate in it or, or is it just going to be for our listeners? The, well, the winner, whoever wins the pick contest gets Both. Uh, a free season ticket, so. Oh, okay. All right. Next up on uh, December 16th as well, the Cure <laughs> Bowl. You have to sit with Kyle the whole time. Down in Orlando, Florida at FBC Mortgage Stadium. Eleven and two, uh, MAC champion Miami of Ohio taking on eight and five App State. Of course, the Mountaineers coming up short against Troy in that Sun Belt Championship game after finishing the season 
uh, by by winning five straight. A three thirty kickoff uh, on ABC, and the Mountaineers are a six point favorite. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm taking Miami and, of Ohio plus six. Um, I, I, I I think it could go either way, but I um unless Miami Ohio is it's without a quarterback, nobody told me. Um, they're really good. I'm a little yeah. surprised that App is a six point favorite again, unless Miami of Ohio's quarterback isn't playing. Um, so I'm taking, I, I wouldn't be surprised if App won the game, but I'm taking Miami of Ohio plus six. He's not and, playing, Kyle. The, the, now he's not playing. Well, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> of course. And give me, give I'm her quarterback you situation. Me just, just to clarify for you, Kyle Gabbert. <laughs> For Miami of Ohio has been out for a while, so they they did what they did, beating Toledo in the MAC championship game with a guy um, name escapes me, but okay, I'm sticking with Miami Ohio. But uh, I I do believe that <laughs> James says App will be ready to play. I do believe that the guy that I'm referencing may have entered the yeah. portal as well because I think he was mentioned as a possibility for East Carolina. But son of a bitch, I'm taking that again. <laughs> but give, but even I if he it. was, even if he was playing, I would, I would take app to cover. Yeah, I'm taking that. He's not the, I'm going, he's not the most consistent passer. He's only completing a little over 50% of his passes. Joey Aguilar has had a heck of a year. As we know, the, the Mountaineers oh. um, can, can run hey, the ball as well. Look at this. Look at this guy. Miami will use their third-string quarterback, Maddox Cop, who hasn't thrown a pass this season. Johnny so Robinson, man. Let me tell you, Johnny say. Robinson always, <laughs> always with the information. Always with the information. Johnny uh, Robinson. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, on, we're t- I'm taking app. I'm taking app. To be clear, I'm changing my pick. I'm taking app. <laughs> Anybody not taking app? Well, I'll throw a stat at you guys, all right? You ready? Because everybody's feeling real good about App, right? They're 4-1 mm-hmm. and one against the spread in their last five games overall. All right. But, but Appalachian State, in their last seven games played in Ooh. December, right? <laughs> last seven games played in the month of December. Have you been listening to Kirk Herbstreit? Who did you say, Matt? Appalachian. <laughs> all right, listen to this. Listen to this. You ready? 1-6 against the spread in their last seven games played in December. Yeah. They don't play well in December. Will that be a factor? I don't know. But for me personally, because of the fact that they're playing a team that has essentially no quarterback, I'm going Mountaineers all the way. Appalachian hey. State, Bubba Rosenbaum. Appalachian, Matt. They're going to kill you. Appalachian. Uh, and it's Johnson Rosenbaum, Cop. by the way. Rosenbaum. Sorry, Bubba. Cop, Cop did start in one game for Colorado last season versus Utah. And the Buffaloes lost by 42. They didn't have prime time there, though. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. <laughs> what bowl are they in? <laughs> the toilet bowl. They, By the way, how does he get a sidebar really fast? How does he get SI's Sportsman of the Year? And it was other people that were well-deserving. I'm sorry, but – and I'm not a, a Dion hater, but that's just ridiculous. And James hey. says, give me out by 14. Wow. There you go. Absolutely. He's got, I, you know what? With the situation of quarterback, uh, yeah, I, 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 I switched my pick in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Unless you're a Miami fan, you're probably the only, that's probably the only people that think they're going to win. They do have a good defense, uh, from what I've seen, Miami, Ohio. With my luck, this quarterback will come out and be the next Joe Montana, and he'll, he'll, he'll light it up. But, yeah, I, 
I don't think so. I'm I got to go with app. So everybody's app. Everybody's app. How do you? How do you? They're hot, hot, hot. How do you go away from an eleven and two team and not play in the bowl game after you put all that that work in for all year? You get your eleven and two. Stevie, Stevie. Said I know, I know, but I I know the answer, but still. I mean, back in the day. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, I guess the backup probably figures the starter's coming back, and the backup did some good things, so he hit the portal because he knows he's going to be able to start somewhere now. So I would imagine that's the situation. I'm just talking about the starter too. I mean, the starter's injured. That's that's why he's not playing. The backup played the last few games. The starter was injured, and now the backups entering the portal. I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed at it. I kind of get this situation, Steve, because like I said, that backup has done some good things, and he figures the starter is going to come back and start, so he's entering the portal, so uh, he can, uh, well, start. No, what my thing is though is if you if you've done this all or most of the year with these guys, finish it out. Yeah, finish it out. I agree with that. James brings up the point that uh, App beat an 11 and 1 JMU team this year. Close very, season very five. true. And they closed the season 5 and 1. What? They played really well down the stretch. And that was definitely an impressive win to win at JMU like that. <laughs> Johnny Gardner says, I keep waiting for Kyle to break out in a Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweat song. Did <laughs> you want me to do what? Who the heck is that? I know this is. I mean, I, Harry put Potter, that back right? up there. What did What do you want me to do? Who is Nathaniel Ratcliffe? I keep waiting for Kyle to break out the Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Nice Woods. I don't. I, you're gonna have to explain that to me, Gardner. I don't. I don't. I want to hear this too. I don't get that. I don't get the reference. Why the hell would I break out in that song? Bubba nice probably knows. No, I I don't get the reference either. Uh, explain yourself. As, as we as we move into, I, I figured I figured I figured Johnny sent you a message going, going hey Bubba, Kyle's like they are like Ratcliffe in the Night Sweat song, and he'd already explained it to you. That's my Johnny Gardner first name. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Rosenbaum. As we move into the next game, New Mexico Bowl. Uh, very quickly, I wanted to correct something. Uh, I knew I had misspoke as far as obviously the Conference USA Championship game was between New Mexico State and Liberty, but um, just earlier as far as Jacksonville State, New Mexico State had beaten Jacksonville State to to qualify for that Conference USA Championship game. But uh, what a season for the Aggies! Ten and four, unbelievable job by just a tremendous coach and an excellent staff he put together there, Jerry Kill. And uh, first of all, just great to see him back um, over the last several years being and being in good health. And then to win 10 games at a program like New Mexico State is unbelievable. They're taking on eight and four Fresno State. Um, the Bulldogs got off to an excellent start this year. We're probably five or six and oh, I want to say. Um, and then and then uh, struggled the second half of the season. So. 545 Eastern kickoff on ESPN, Aggies by three and a half. Uh, I will take New Mexico State. Is okay. there any is there any situations with the quarterback at Fresno first, State? First question would be which one of our quarterbacks is not playing? That's what I, I mean. 
Because there, didn't it open up with, uh, hold on. Let's see. Uh, America Band. Johnny Gardner. Young, Americana Band. I don't, I don't kind of get it. Um, I think I have to grab the complaint. America. As far as I know, Diego, Diego Pavia uh, for New Mexico State is playing. What about Fresno's he's, quarterback? He's probable. He is probable. Is Fresno's quarterback playing? Yes. Uh, yep, he is. New Mexico yeah. State. Okay, yeah. so so Bubba's likes New Mexico State. You know what? Um, Fresno State's a three-and-a-half-point dog to New Mexico State. It is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Huge game for New Mexico. Maybe the biggest game in program history. It's the biggest game in program yep. history. You know what I'm doing? I'm taking Fresno State. Give me the, give me the Bulldogs plus the three and a half. I am taking Fresno in the upset. Wow, Kyle's well, going I'm, against I'm the going, green. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going against Kyle. I'm going to go New Mexico State. They've had a great year. I'm going to say they get it done. All right, buddy. I'm I'm sticking with my partner over here, Kyle. I'm going with the upset too. Uh, Fresno State. There we go. Wow, wow, wow. Stevie, Stevie. I'm going Lee Corso on you. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast, my friend. How about this statistic, guys? You ready for this one? All right. All right. I just had it in front of me and I lost it. All right. Fresno State is one and seven against the spread in their last eight. Conversely, New Mexico State is 10 and one against the spread in their last 11 games. This team covers the spread. Um, they're playing really well. They scored 35 down in Liberty. Really solid team. I'm going New Mexico State all the way. On a confidence meter, guys, I'm going to 10. There you go. Well, you're locked. That's a lock. Yeah, Tedford is out. So he says that he thinks Fresno will struggle. James does. Oh, Kyle. They're, they're all gang. Did up. I just create some doubt, Steve? <laughs> right. I said they're all gang. That, that's what makes it fun. Everybody picking, you know, the games. We'll figure it out how it works out. I'm I'm curious now. The Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats is the backup band, by the way, um, Kyle. So I don't know. I don't know any of their songs, but the it's like Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. It's Nathaniel Ratliff and the um, Ratliff and the Night Sweats. I want to know how they got that name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess they had night sweats. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Anybody else on this? Um, I know we've everybody has Bubba picked. Yeah, he picked the Mexico. I did. You were the first. That's right. I'm sorry, Bubba. All right, you ready the next one then? Yeah. So I'm going to clarify yeah. this for my wait before we move on. I'm going to make sure my wife has this correct. So Dave, Matt, Bubba, Fresno or New Mexico State minus three and a half. Stevie and I, Fresno State. That's cool. That's the first one that we've had. Like this much division, right? Yep. And I'm not overly confident on it. Well, hey, the, you do have to pick some upsets, so I give you, I yep. give you credit, Kyle. Appreciate it. All right. Next up, out west, the LA Bowl taking place in Inglewood at SoFi Stadium. You have it's not the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl anymore. Nope. Uh, yeah, just the LA Bowl. Thank God, because he's a hack. I hate Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> you, have, you have seven and five UCLA uh, Chip Kelly and the Bruins uh, taking on Boise State. Um, obviously, they parted ways 
uh, with Andy Avalos with a few games left in the regular season. And then they went on to win the, the Mountain West Conference Championship. So the, the Broncos, eight and five, um, 7.30 Eastern on ABC. UCLA is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Bruins, uh, you know, very, very good defensively. And then uh, Bo- Boise State, um, you know, they figured figured some things out down the stretch after they parted ways with Avalos. Uh, this is a pretty tough one, uh, but yeah, you know, you know, this is one of those games that you know, Boise State is really looking forward to a chance to knock off a program like UCLA. It's in LA, so, home field advantage. Yeah, so I was trying to. Uh, or yeah, at least t- hometown advantage. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take UCLA. It ain't that serious. We ain't no money on the line. Uh, I'm taking UCLA uh, minus two and a half. Um, I, I, I've watched Boise play a couple times this year. Yeah, they got better as the season goes on. Uh, I don't think the Mountain West was that good this year, personally. Um, so, uh, you know, they ended up winning the Mountain West. Interim head coach, I'm assuming he got the job full-time. I do think Boise will be fired up. Uh, for that game, particularly if the interim head coach hasn't got the job secured. So I do think there's a really good chance Boise might win this one. But the line being only two and a half, I'm going to take UCLA with it being in L.A. and their defense. L.A. Bowl, I'm taking UCLA. What about you, Stevie? I'm going to get some grain this time. I'm going to Boise State here. Wow. Um, yeah, Kyle, Kyle said it. You know, they get a little spark from their interim head coach. Yeah, as close as it is, two and a half points, I think, Boise State gets it. I just think they made uh, Matt. I just think they they met their you know like they they're at their peak winning the championship and UCLA uh, still is not a bad program overall. What do you think? Yeah, UCLA was brutal down the stretch, fellas. Lost four out of the last five. That what's really weird about them. You look at their last two games. They beat USC thirty eight to twenty in a rivalry game, but then they come back the last game of the season against Cal and get blown out 33-7. to So I don't know how you explain that one. Um, But for me, just I I like to go with the team who's hot at the end of the year, and uh, I'll go with Boise to get it done. All right, James says Boise State gets it done for their new head coach. And then if you need any reminders, uh, to, to Matt's point as far as the way UCLA played in the month of November, you know, outside of that 38 points they scored at um, the Coliseum against USC, they they had those seven against Cal, seven against Arizona State in a 17-7 loss, and then 10 in a 27-10 loss at Arizona. So, yes, they play excellent defense, but outside of that game against the atrocious Trojans defense, um, they, they only scored 24 points in three games. That, that sounds familiar. But, yeah, I was going uh, to say, James said UCLA went one and three, Boise four and zero oh in that same span. Boise mm-hmm. State. Who the hell did Boise play in those four games? Boise, they beat um, UNLV in the, the Mountain West Championship game, and then let's see, I think they also beat Air Force. Air Force Utah, struggling now. Utah, Utah, Utah State, and New Mexico, and. The, so three bowl games, three three bowl teams actually in their last four games. Uh, so you know, it, Bubba, who you picking? 
I, I'll take uh, I'll take Boise State. Jr. says true freshman C.J. Tiller is expected starter at quarterback for Boise. And by the way, guys, UCLA oh. lost their DC to USC. Uh yeah. Given that given that news, see, that's what, that's the thing that makes this so hard because this winning streak was with Taylor Green at quarterback for Boise State. So yeah, a true freshman quarterback going against that UCLA defense, even even without their coordinator with him moving on to USC. Give me the Bruins. Okay. Bubba's changing his pick, Jessica, to UCLA. <laughs> so change that to UCLA. And that is UCLA minus two and a half. So we got we got Dave, Kyle, Bubba, UCLA, Stevie, Matt, Boise. And that is UCLA minus two and a half. All right, next up. Yeah, next up, um, the final game on the opening day of bowl season on December 16th. And that is the Independence Bowl down in Shreveport. Uh, at Independence Bowl Stadium, you have a pair of six and six teams, six and six Cal uh, that we just referenced, and taking on Joey McGuire and the uh, six and six Texas Tech Red Raiders. Nine fifteen on ESPN. The Red Raiders are a three point favorite. Uh, in this one, I will take. I'll go. I'll go with Texas Tech. Yeah, I've watched Texas Tech play a few times this year. Um, they're pretty good. I uh, very up and down at times, but I, when they're on, they're on. Um, with, with the line being uh, what minus three, um, I'm pretty I'm much take, a pick them, right? Yeah, I'm gonna take Texas Tech also. I'll save the time. I'm gonna give uh, go Texas Tech. I haven't seen really Cal play, but I have te- like you guys, Texas Tech. That's where I'm going. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Texas Tech here. James is going Texas Tech. The guys never. I my least favorite team in the country is Cal. All those <laughs> all those wackos out in. Berkeley, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> these protesters, yeah. these crazy libs. They can shove it. They can shove well, it. Remember yeah. them. I'm going <laughs> game this year. I really feel their, their game. <laughs> their game against USC this year, Matt. I, I text you that. Remember they had. The game was delayed b- because of a protest on the field. I think I think some of them, I think some of them uh, some of them pro Hamas folks from uh, out there in Berkeley ought to, ought to try that bullshit down in uh, down in Shreveport while they're down there. You, yeah. You're about as bad as you're about as bad and bitter about, the, about Cal as Stevie is with his favorite <laughs> uh, band uh, in uh, Madison Square Garden. Don't get me started. <laughs> Well, hey, that's a that's a debate. Which is uh, which is worse, the Cal students or Kansas last concert? Cal students. <laughs> hey guys, I didn't get to finish though. There's a butt coming. There is a butt coming. Uh-oh. Are you taking Cal? There's a there's a butt. All oh, right, we man. already put you down for for Texas Tech, so we're gonna have to change this again. We're gonna, yeah. All right, go ahead, but, go ahead, Matt. Well, here's the butt. I do I do like. I'm I'm separating football from all the other BS that goes on, right? I like the way they played down the stretch. They blew out UCLA. I hate to do it, man. I, I'll probably hate myself for it tomorrow, but I'm going Cal to get it done. Man, Matt is the gambler, man. Matt is the, man. Matt is the no, you're you're the guy that has an expert. You you're like the the Kyle. I mean Kyle. You're like the expert better on our show. Uh, we'll find out about that one. Yeah, well, you had it right. He's like the Kyle of our show, like the expert. What, what am I then? 
No one answer. Gambling part. Kyle keep a tab on the picks too. Well, Jessica's keeping a tab on the picks. Why do I have to no, do it? He said his picks. Tab on his picks. Oh, I don't have time for all that. You're too late. What are you? I'll tell you what, James. This is what you do, okay? Um, keep a tab on your own picks and then send them to me, and then I'll put them in with ours because Jessica hasn't been writing it down, and we, we're not fixing to rewind this thing and start over. <laughs> so just keep a tab on your picks and then and then send them to me after the show, and I'll put them with ours, and uh, and we'll, we'll we'll see how you do, see if you beat all. Hey, yeah, James is and a ja- guest James picker. James may, may, may very well beat us all. James is a guest picker. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you got to be careful with your wording there. <laughs> I saw that. I heard that, Bubba, too. That's how like, rumors get started. <laughs> <laughs> On December 18th, we have the famous Toastery Bowl. Yes. Also, also known as the Bahamas Bowl. The famous what bowl? Toastery. Toastery. Well, I, I ain't never heard of it. How could it be famous? I was aware that that game was being played in Charlotte instead of the Bahamas because of the stadium being renovated. I was not aware of the name change with the bowl. So we have but two bowls in Charlotte this year. We couldn't even get bowl eligible. That's taking place uh, at Jerry Richardson Stadium on the campus of the Charlotte 49ers. And you have 7-5 and five Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, taking on the Old Dominion Monarchs. Um one of coach, one of Kyle's favorite coaches, rather, um, Ricky Ronnie, uh, aka Ricky Bobby. Yep. Two thirty kickoff on ESPN. ODU is a two and a half point favorite. Give me the Monarchs. I was going to say we play them next year. I'm going Monarchs. Yeah, I don't know, man. Good rationale. Good rationale. I don't. No, I don't really. This is more of a pick 'em to me, so that's why I'm like. I'm just picking. You said no, we played argue. I could argue both ways, so I'm just trying to keep time for time's sake, instead of like debating for like several minutes. I'm going. I'll just go ODU. Yeah, I, I don't know about this one. Um, ODU two and a half point favorite. I think I'm taking Western Kentucky. I really don't know why, but uh, I'm, I'm taking Western Kentucky. I've watched them both play. Is anybody not playing in this ball game before I make this official? Well, right, nobody. Kyle, I can tell you this, and and this is just this game initially opened a week ago at Western Kentucky minus five and a half. All right. Okay. In in the in the last five days, this thing has moved to ODU minus two and a half. That's a seven point swing. Wow. Something's going yeah, on eight, there that we don't know swing. about. Something somebody's not playing. All right, taking out of you. I'm taking out of you. I'm taking my pick. I'm taking out of you. Taking out of you. Love it. I love it. Kyle taking out of you. All right. So, so far, everybody's taking out of you. Matt, are you taking out of you also? I, I, without knowing the situation, like to me, that's a something strange is going on with this game for the line to move that much. So, I'm going to go ODU. Stevie, are you taking your Virginia boys? Stevie is sitting this one out, apparently. James is going Western Kentucky. Yeah, I'm I thought I was. I thought I was. Uh, I muted myself by accident. <laughs> who, who are you taking, Stevie? ODU, definitely. Yeah, I thought right. he just. I thought Stevie just wasn't responding intentionally. He's he's had enough of the Virginia jokes. Well, he's from Virginia. 
Boy, the people in Northeastern North Carolina love that, I'm sure. I'm from Mayberry, Kyle. You know that. Moving on to well, well Mayberry is actually in Virginia. Um, it's, if you if I don't Mount Airy, people Mount Airy Mount is, is in North Carolina. Carolina. Look on, look, type in Mayberry, Virginia, and see what comes up. It is a real town in Virginia. It's not the one I'm talking about, though. <laughs> well, that's where you're from, Mount Airy, North Carolina. <laughs> that following day on December nineteenth, the the Frisco Bowl uh, being played out. Of course, in Frisco, Texas, uh, you have that game taking place at Toyota St- Stadium, um, also where the the FCS National Championship game is played. But you have the eight and four UTSA Roadrunners taking on six and six Marshall, as we mentioned earlier. Cam Fancher, the Marshall quarterback, yeah. has entered the transfer portal. Um, really, kind of a strange year for the herd. That's a nine Eastern kickoff on ESPN. The Roadrunners are nine and a half point favorites. Give me UTSA to to cover that nine and a half. Give hey, me Stevie. UTSA with 100% confidence. Hey, Stevie, I'm a Looney yeah. Tunes fan. Go Roadrunners all the way, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm going with UTSA on this one. Yeah, UTSA really disappointed me, guys, in that season finale at Tulane, losing that game 16 to 29. I had I thought they were gonna play much better in that game. But uh with that said, Marshall's kind of a mess right now. There was some really bizarre situation this week with the Marshall head coach and the quarterback Fancher. Like the, the coach, I don't quote me, it's just not verbatim, but the quarterback or, or, or the head coach says something along the lines of, you know. The, the, the fans hate him referring basically to the yeah basically yes yeah which which that that that's a strong uh that's a strong statement man for a coach to make so i think there's a lot of disarray in marshall right now i go i like utsa to roll hey famous name as johnny robertson points out uh, at quarterback for marshall and that is true freshman cole pennington the son of herd Legend Chad Pennington, and obviously excellent uh, NFL stint with the New York Jets. Wow, that makes me feel old. Yeah, same, same. (laughs) I mean, good Lord. That's amazing. All right. Has everybody picked the Red Runners? Yeah, everybody's picking the Meat Meats. Meat Meats. Okay. Uh, keep a couple, couple days later on the 21st, um, we have the, the Boca Raton Bowl, Florida Atlantic Stadium, uh, FAU Stadium. Uh, so you have the 6-6 six and six South Florida Bulls. Uh, not many folks thought Alex Golish would have the Bulls bowling in year one, but uh, heck of a job uh, up and down season. But you know, had some uh, – some highs and some kind of puzzling results, but found a way to to win six games. Hats off to them, and uh, they are taking on the Dino Baberless Syracuse Orange, and Syracuse still is a three and a half point favorite in this one. That one surprised me a bit. Yep. Um, give Give me the Bulls plus three and a half. This is the eight p.m. kickoff on ESPN on December twenty first. Yeah, I'm going Bulls. Yeah, I've watched South Florida play this year, um, and I've watched Syracuse. Syracuse has a good defense. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm taking Syracuse. I, um, it pisses me off to see Syracuse in the Boca Bowl and see crappy-ass 6-6 six and six South Florida there and to think we could have just got bowl eligible. We could have been playing the Orange for the first time forever in a bowl game. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking Syracuse. I, I don't I don't think South Florida is very good. Um, not that Syracuse is either, but I'm, I give me South, give, give me Syracuse. Uh, yeah, you all can pick South Florida if you want to. Um, I, so, to me, Syracuse's defense is pretty good. So, I, I'm, I'm taking the Orange. James likes I, USF. Yeah, I'm going. I'm I'm going Syracuse with this one. I, I know Matt's gonna put Syracuse. How about the name of this thing? Roofclaim.com. Well, yellow. we played in it with the Beef Up Brady's Bowl. So. That's correct. <laughs> I love the name of some of these bowl games. Matt, who you got, man? Yeah, I I struggled with this one big time, but because of the fact that Syracuse just fired their head coach Babers, it looks to me like the quarterback Schrader is questionable uh it's still undisclosed if he's going to play or not but i i just i feel like south florida has more to play for i think they'll be a little more prepared for this game so i'll go bowls wow wow you're going against the northeast wait a minute i know right i know i got i gotta I, do it man i was dead wrong i thought you were gonna pick the orange all the way <laughs> but i get it though the i like dino babers so i think you're mad i think there's something to that that uh even though they're favored by three and a half, you would think that they would be favored by more, but I guess it's because they may not have their quarterback. So, Well, Dino Babers has been fired. No, that's what I'm saying, is they don't have a coach, and it's kind of like things are in disarray. Yeah, I know. I, I just like their defense. I um, And I haven't been impressed with South Florida this year. I haven't been impressed with Syracuse either. <clears throat> Next up, uh, December 22nd. The Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium. And uh, I think maybe this is the former Beefo Brady's Bowl. That's right, because they've, they've changed the name again. Yeah. They've changed the name like 10 times. There's an article about that. Um, they moved it to Raymond James from Tropicana. <coughs> oh, that's and right. You have the 6-6 six and six UCF Knights against 6-6 six and six Georgia Tech, 630 Eastern on ESPN, the night are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And um, this is one I went back That's and forth. With. Give me UCF. Yeah. Uh, they played some pretty good football down the stretch, put a right after Oklahoma State won Bedlam. I thought uh, UCF would probably win that game with it being in Orlando and Oklahoma State's was due for an emotional letdown, uh, even though they were – and then they still obviously played in the Big 12 championship game against Texas. But um, the Knights put a 45-3 to beat down on them that day in Orlando. Uh, give me the Knights to cover that four and a half. Yeah, I've been debating. I'm going to go Knights. Yeah, I um I've watched Georgia Tech play a lot this year. When Georgia Tech's on, they're as good as anybody on defense. So. So I'm gonna say they're gonna be on. I'm taking Georgia Tech to pull off the upset. I want to take uh, Kyle, but there's something about it. I just I, like I agree with you 1,000 percent, but for some reason I'm just feeling um, a little not 100 percent confident on picking Georgia Tech, or or I would be with you. I don't know. There's just I'm on the fence about it, so I'm gonna go UCF. Yeah, I, I I'm looking at the schedule, and I mean just looking. Uh, Losing, putting a scare in Oklahoma, 
the beat down on Oklahoma State and then uh, almost get Texas Tech. I'm, I'm going with UCF. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, <clears throat> another tough one for me. I, I really like the way Georgia Tech finished out the, the, the season. I think that's a team with sky-high confidence right now. They, they, they obviously beat UNC. They blew out Virginia. They um, beat Duke, right? Uh, I don't see Duke here. They beat Miami. Uh, I don't see the Duke, but um, okay. they beat Syracuse. Now, the last game of the season, rivalry game, they lost to Georgia. No, no shame in that. But they played really well, surprisingly well in that game. Lost 30 to 23. Yeah. So I, I just think they're going in the right direction. Um, I think I, I, I think put it this way. I don't know if they're going to win, but I do think they'll cover the spread. So I'm going yellow jackets. James, I'm right with you. I want to so bad, man. So that's Kyle, James, and Matt with the, the yellow jackets, right? Yep. All right. So that's an even split. All right. What's what's up next, Bubba? December twenty third. We have several games. Um, the Camellia Bowl uh, taking place in the Crampton Bowl uh, Stadium uh, there in Montgomery, Alabama, Arkansas State six and six against six and six. NIU, the Northern Illinois Huskies. Corey Glory, you. Twelve noon kickoff on ESPN. The Red Wolves are a one-point favorite, so essentially a pick 'em in this one. Uh, give me, give me Arkansas State. I was going to say uh, I've got to go Arkansas State with the Red Wolves. Arkansas State's offense was playing well at the end of the year. Um, assuming their quarterback, the, the North Carolina kid, um, is playing in that game, um, I, I like Arkansas. In fact, I might like Arkansas State big. Um, so uh, yeah, give me Arkansas State. Over, uh, over the uh, Northern Illinois Huskies. James, yeah, Arkansas State. Yeah, I'm going to Arkansas State too. Put up big number. Man, this is this is. Uh, I, I, don't, <laughs> no. I don't even know. I, I, I'll just go out. It's it's weird. You look at. I was looking at Odd Shark, and uh, so These Arkansas are State. They're they're a one point favorite. Do I have that right? They're a one-point favorite? Yes, correct. Yep. Um, but the predicted score, they're, they're predicting NIU to win this game 34-26. to 26. So I don't know what, what the information they have. That's their I don't computer. have any clue on this one. I'll just, for the hell of it, I'll go NIU. Oh, so you're siding with Corey Glore then. All right. Dave, you took Arkansas State? Yes, so I think it's everybody Arkansas State except for Matt. Yep, we got it. All right. So Bubba, we move it on. We're ready to move on to the next one. Yep. Um also on December twenty-third, uh the, the Birmingham Bowl, uh protective stadium. Eleven and two Troy. Uh obviously coach John Sumrall uh accepting that. Tulane job taking over for Willie Fritz, who moved on to Houston. The 11 and 2 Trojans uh, also uh, are taking on a team who also lost its coach. That is the 7 and 5 Duke Blue Devils with uh, Mike Elko going to Texas AM. A noon kickoff on ABC, and the Trojans are 
a seven and a half point favorite. Are players not playing in that game? I know Elko's gone, but are we? Do we I'll have any? Riley Leonard, uh, Riley Leonard's not on there. Portal and Duke really, really so struggled offensively yeah. uh, after he was out. So uh, this is one seven and a half a lot. Uh, yeah, Duke, Duke plays good defense. So that's, this is one I've really struggled with. Um, I don't know. My first inclination was to to take take Duke probably because of their defense and but I think Troy will, will win the game so we're playing the spread yeah right and that was my gut instinct but um I think I don't know I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with uh yeah I'll, I'll stick with that I'll go with Duke plus seven and a half I'm going Duke I like Troy to win the game, but I'm going to take, since we're playing the spread, I'm going to take Duke plus the seven and a half. Yeah, I'm going Duke as well. Is there any chance Troy's head coach coaches this game because it's so early in the bowl season here? Where's he going? I didn't know he got hired somewhere. Tulane. Yeah, oh, that's He's right. going to Tulane. That's right. That's right. I Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. That's, that's a very good I'll question. I'll see if I can find that answer out right quick, Matt. I mean, I, I would think that there's a chance. I mean, it is the game's being played on December 23rd, but first of all, what a, I mean, a, another 11 win season for Troy. I mean, that's yeah, that's that is really impressive. Uh, Considering you have think, Alabama and Auburn in the same state for starters, and and, and 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 a team that doesn't get they don't get talked about that much. So and Troy's UAB like, is also in there. Yeah, Troy's kind of in South Alabama. Troy's yeah. kind of like yeah. they, they, they never get talked about yet. They're always good. And he is not coaching. Uh, Greg Gasparato is named the interim head coach. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to go Troy. Um, I just think that you know they have it rolling right now. I I I, I don't have any magical reason, but I'll just go with Troy. Just a hunch. All right. Is that everybody? I think that's everybody. All right. Next up, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Albertson Stadium in Boise. You've got uh, six and six Georgia State versus Utah State. Uh, six and six is three thirty Eastern on ESPN. It's an even pick 'em. This is one of the ones, guys. Uh, man, I don't. I have. I can argue it both ways. Where, where, get, where is this game at? What, what, what bowl? This is uh, in Idaho. Okay, I'm gonna take Utah State based on location. I guess I'll go with that Utah State. I really I've been debating it back and forth. This was one of those that was really hard for me. So the the Atlanta boys ain't gonna be ready to play in that cold weather. I I agree with you, Kyle. I'm going Utah State. Yeah, I think I, I'm gonna have to. I agree with Kyle. Yeah, the cold weather does have a factor. I think, but uh, I think uh, Utah State gets the win. Bubba's going Georgia State. He just uh, messaged me. All right, Matt. This game is even. This game is even currently. Yeah, it's a pick them. Yeah, pick them. Boy, man, Georgia State. They were. I didn't realize they were atrocious down the stretch. They lost. They lost their last five games of the season. Um, wow. I, I didn't realize just how bad. I mean, and and you're talking about getting blown out. Um, yeah. you know, big time losses. I'll just. Kyle makes a really good point about the weather. I'll go Utah State. 
All right, is that everybody now? I think that's everybody. Bubba picked Georgia State. I think everybody else picked Utah, right? I believe that's off the top of my head. Believe so, yep. All right, let's move on. I'll keep it going. December 23rd, Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, Amon G. Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, Texas. James Madison, 11-1. The Dukes versus Air Force, 8-4. and four. That should be a great matchup. 3.30 Eastern on ABC. They've got JMU by three. And I do like Air Force. However, man, JMU, I know they don't have their coach with Kurt Signetti, um, but I'm going JMU, the Dukes. Yeah, uh, unless the quarterback or anybody important oh, yeah. is, is sitting out for JMU. Um, obviously, missing Signetti is important. Uh, but Air Force struggled down the stretch, uh, so I'm going to take JMU in the three. What about uh, Steve Matt? Matt? JMU, I, I got to go with JMU on that. You know, they're playing really good ball right now. And they, even though their coach is gone, I think uh, JMU gets the win. Bubba's saying JMU as well, guys. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I, I, think, of, I think of all the games so far, that I'm most confident on, on this one. You look, at, uh, you look at Air Force, their record's a little deceiving because they started off really, really strong. But, but another team that was just really terrible down the stretch, losing their last four. So I'm going JMU. I feel real like bet the mortgage on this one. Wow. All right. So is it everybody? So everybody JMU, right? Everybody was JMU fighting. <laughs> All right. December 23rd, 68 Ventures Bowl, Hancock, Whitney Stadium in Mobile, Alabama. It's the six and six South Alabama team versus Eastern Michigan. Also six and six, 7 p.m. On ESPN. Uh, that is South, a home game for South Alabama. South by Alabama the way. by 16. Bubba says South Alabama. I'm going South Alabama. That's a home game for South Alabama. Well, yep. 16 is a lot. Um, Eastern Michigan, maybe, and I hats off to, uh, to, 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 uh, to coach there for getting them bowl eligible because they're not good. Um, I, I want to take Eastern Michigan in the points, but um, it's at home. Uh, Give me a minute. I'm going to come back to it. Matt, who you got? I was kind of hoping you wouldn't get to me that quick. It's like, it's like I'm, go- I'm going South Alabama. I mean, that's like I said, it's a home game, and there's a there's a reason this line is so big. So, uh, I'm, I'm going South Alabama. I agree with you, Stevie. That's where I picked him. Kyle, that's like when you're at a restaurant and the waiter comes to you. Yeah, exactly. Food. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> you're not ready to order. You know, yeah, I wasn't like, ready to order either. Dave yeah. and Dave orders too fast. <laughs> I, I have no idea on this one. I'm not going to lie. I have no. I, I I haven't seen either one of these teams play this year. I've seen Eastern Michigan. I've seen them both play. South Alabama's a better football team, but and it's at home. But 16's a lot. That's what I'm struggling with. I think South Alabama's going to game. It's just the, the spread. Stevie, who did you take? He took South Alabama. Yeah. All right. Thudded Bubba. I'll go. I'll go South Alabama. I'll take South Alabama too. Why? Why lose anything on this one? Um, so uh, you, you know, I'm not going to lose bowl pick them because of this game. So everybody's taking South Alabama minus 16. All right. Next up, December 23rd, the Las Vegas Bowl in Allegiant Stadium, Utah, eight and four versus Northwestern, seven and five, seven thirty Eastern on ABC. Utah by seven. Yeah. Um, I'm going – I'll go – oh, 
man. I'll go Anybody Utah. sitting out of this game? I'm going Utah. They've taken Utah. If nobody's sitting right out now, of this, Kyle, let me check. Yeah, if nobody's sitting out of this game, I'm going to take Utah comfortably. Well, Bubba's taking Northwestern plus seven. Oh wow, that's, that's an interesting pick from Bubba. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going. I with everything they've had going on, I'll tell you guys, I think it's great that they're in a bowl. But everything they've had going on, at I North think they're keeping that guy's head coach. I just don't. I, oh man. Let me throw this at you guys, just just to keep this keep this uh, in mind when you make this pick. So you know, Cam Risen, he's been out the whole season, but Nate Johnson. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nate Johnson was the backup who became the starter, and he has hit the transfer portal for Utah. Yeah, am I correct in saying that Nate Johnson has been the starter uh, for the second half of the season? I know he hit the portal. Bubba Johnny Robinson, that- are you still watching? Bubba saying Utah is on quarterback three. Utah is on quarterback three. Ooh. Wow. But mm. you know what? They still got that defense. Yeah. Bubba's saying that's why he picked them because they won seven uh, with all they had going on. Utah threw for 60 yards versus Utah. I guess he's talking about Utah State. Yeah. Utah threw for how many yards? 60, 60 yards. How did Utah play down the stretch? Versus Colorado, they took for 60 yards. Um, mm. Hold on, mm. I can take. Versus Colorado, yeah. He said Utah. Uh, last five, they were two and three. Okay. Uh, uh, mm. Northwestern was four and one. Johnny mm. Robertson says Bryson Barnes has more snaps than Johnson. Mm. All right. That's a good point. Thanks, Johnny. Says they got killed by Arizona, forty-two to eighteen. Utah did. They 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 lost Oregon Oregon demolished them. Then they beat Arizona State pretty bad. Washington was a close game. That was thirty-five twenty-eight. Uh, Arizona put the beat down on them pretty bad. And then Colorado beat them twenty-three seventeen. So they're not gonna have their quarterback, or they will. Their quarterback. I think what he's saying there. It took as just as many snaps as the. Well, more snaps at the start. Is that what I was understanding, Dave? I believe so, yep. Yeah. I'm going to take Utah. I'm taking Utah. Minus seven. Give me Utah minus seven, but nothing would shock me in that game. So, who, okay, looking- so, so who's picking who? So, so, we, so we got Bob is taking Northwestern. I'm taking Utah. Utah. Dave's taking Utah. You know, I, I'm going to have to go with Bob on this one. I'm going Northwestern. Dave's taking Northwestern. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Northwestern, too. I, I knew it, Matt. Big Ten. Big Ten. Big Ten, baby. <laughs> All right. We we done there on that one. We done. Yep. All right. December 23rd, Hawaii Bowl, Clarence T. Ching Athletics Complex in Honolulu. Our Chang. Coastal Car- Chang. Chang. All right. Coastal Carolina 7-5 and San Jose State 7-5. 10-30 Eastern on ESPN. San Jose State by nine and a half. So last year you're in Birmingham, Alabama, and this year you're in Honolulu. Is the homie playing quarterback for Coastal suck down the stretch? Great, he's in the transfer portal, so I don't know what. How in the hell does he have any eligibility left? He's got one more year, I think. Playing like six years, dude. No, he's he's in year twenty. Um, Nine and a half. That is a big spread for San Jose. I'm taking Coastal to cover that. I like San Jose State to win the game, but give me Coastal to cover that nine and a half. 
<sighs> That's what, this is another one that uh, has been tough for me. Yeah. Uh, Bubba's. Oh, he said it's uh, that I was right. It is uh, Ching. I, I I'm like Kyle. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna you know. I don't know if they'll win the game or not, but I like Coastal to cover. I'll go Coastal. I'm going Coastal. Yeah, I, I mean, just don't feel confident. I want to pick San Jose State, but for some reason, I'm just. It's one of those things I've learned. If I'm not feeling confident about a pick, I'm just gonna do the opposite. I don't know if that'll work, but we'll see. Matter you got. Oh man! Remember, we're see, taking again, the spread here. It, it, it's a tough one because it's a big man, nine and a half. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but but McCall without McCall playing, you wonder who's going to be throwing the ball for Cook. I mean, we saw last year in the bowl game when McCall doesn't play, they're an entirely different team. Uh, so really, what I'm doing here is I'm stalling for time. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate your honesty and the transparency. <laughs> I think I'll go coastal just because the numbers so much. Nine and a half. I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah, that's who the bubble pick. For what it's worth, Ethan Vasco, um, the backup for Coastal, he played against James Madison when the Dukes blew him out in Conway, fifty-six fourteen. He did have good numbers though: twenty-one out of twenty-nine, two hundred and fifty-four yards, one touchdown, and no interceptions. But um Let's see, that day, the Chanticleers lost three fumbles um, and then, needless to say, cannot slow down the Dukes, who had nearly 500 yards of total offense. So, uh, I don't think it'll be by much, but uh, give me San Jose State. And plus San Jose State, that's that's a trip. You don't think it'll be by make. much? The spread's nine and a half. Well, I mean, I mean, they're not going to cover that by much. I'm, I'm saying I don't think San Jose State's going to beat Coastal by thirty points or something. But you do like them to cover nine and a half. But I'm saying that I think that they'll, they can win the game by ten points and two touchdowns. Okay. okay. All right. If you can't get jacked up to play football in Hawaii, there's something wrong with your heart. I, I mean, agree. like, good lord, can you imagine? Being a, a kid, nineteen twenty, having a chance to play a bowl game in Hawaii, wow, that that would be amazing. I, that's one game you don't opt out of. Agree, right. agree, and that's what I was starting to say. I how many kind of thought there? How many people can afford to? I, go I got to interrupted, but San Jose State's used to making that trip to Hawaii. True, very true. All right, December 26th, a quick lane bowl. Ford Field in Detroit is Bowling Green out of the MAC at 7-5 and five versus Minnesota out of the Big Ten at 5-7 and seven at 2 p.m. on ESPN. Minnesota by 3.5. Did you what say you they're 5-7? Yep. Not Yeah, there was teams that they didn't have enough teams, so this is one of those um, just like um, JMU got in. <laughs> You know, they were supposed to skip, uh, sit out this year, right? Because of the rule, the rule where you can't be in. Yeah, we're, we're familiar. Yeah. So when they didn't have enough, then this is one of the teams that. Yeah, I, I understand. I just I just wasn't aware they were five and seven. All right. How is I'm just being quiet. I don't want to interrupt anybody. Oh, man. I 
see Minnesota by three and a half. I'll go I got Minnesota. Minnesota by four. Is it three and a half now? Yeah, I'm going Minnesota. Mm. Oh, Bubba's going Bowling Green. Yeah, I that is Bowling Green. I have a lot correct. Um, it is, it is four. Um, I forgot to go back and switch that when that the three and a half was from from my app, but uh, through Odd Shark, which is what we're using, it is uh, Minnesota by four. But yeah, give me the Falcons plus four. Bowling Green was able to get a big road win. I think they won by three touchdowns at Georgia Tech. Uh, there, I guess late September, perhaps early October, and then you had um, Bowling Green uh, also played Liberty very competitively, and uh, I just think that they'll be you know, fired up to to play a a Big Ten team, and they've certainly shown that they're capable against quality competition. So give me the Falcons to, as we know the. Uh, the motivational factor in, in these games is uh, is a huge factor. So, so uh, give me Bowling Green. Is Minnesota's quarterback playing? Anybody sitting out for Minnesota? I'm Johnny not sure. I have, up, have not checked. Look, Johnny just put up a comment, guys. If somebody wants to throw that up, the Gophers will be starting. This is from Johnny Robertson, who uh, is like the most reliable source around. The Gophers will be starting a fifth-year senior that has only attempted 14 passes. Yeah, in give, his me career, so. give me Bollinger. Give me Bollinger. Interesting. That is interesting. I mean, I liked um, Bowling Green before hearing that, but now I like him even more. So I'll go yeah, Bowling Green. Green. I'm going Bowling Green. Dave, did you make your picks? Dave, did you make your picks? Yeah, I'm wondering if I should switch it. <laughs> nah, stick with it. I had Minnesota, but I'll, I'll stick with it. <laughs> I'll just stick with it. Um, okay, we have Dave, – Dave will row the boat. Yeah. We have two more to go. Um, December 26th, the first responder bowl, Ford Stadium in Dallas. Uh, Texas State 7-5 versus Rice. 6-6. Six and six. It's 5.30 Eastern on ESPN. Texas State by four and – Four and a half. Oh, is it four and a half? Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, JT Daniels is playing. I'm assuming. Um, I like Rice. Um, I think Texas State has looked good at times. They struggled some down the stretch. I think Rice has has been pretty consistent. They were playing pretty good down the stretch. So they had a couple of nice wins. Uh, beat Houston. Almost beat Tulane. Um, uh, four and a half points. Uh, Texas State may win that game, but with the four and a half, I'm gonna take Rice. I'll take Rice also. Ooh, let me see. This is another one when it's like with yes. both teams. Uh, so I'm just going. I'm just going to put it out there, Rice, the Owls. Oh gosh, let's say I want Rice. I'll go Rice. This... Man, you guys mentioned Rice. I started having traumatic flashbacks to us <laughs> blowing that game. Well, you got Smacker Miles. That's the only good part. <laughs> that's right that's right you know what i always go back to not to get off topic that east carolina game in rice this year we got the ball down to the one yard line and we felt compelled oh, to jt daniels is medically beat. retired guys oh my god oh jesus christ i'm taking texas state 
Texas State, I'm changing it. Can I change it? Yeah, you can change it too. We can all change it. I, I did not know. Th- I did not know that he was uh, not going to play. So I'm going Texas State. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, I'm are you changing too? Now. Yeah, changing now. Good lord. I didn't know he was done. Does everybody want Texas State? Yeah, give me Texas State. Um, despite what I'm about to tell you, um, you mentioned them struggling down the stretch, Kyle. Uh, two and two in the month of November. You, you had a 45-24 win over Georgia Southern and then a 52-44 win over South Alabama in the finale. So two quality wins there. But um, the previous week, or excuse me, the next to last game of the season against Arkansas State, in Jonesboro, they lost 77-31, and then they also suffered a, a competitive 31-23 loss at Coastal. So, um, yeah, despite the fact that they gave up, what, let's see, 121 points in their final two games, I will take uh, the Bobcats. Yeah, without JT Daniels, they won't be giving up 121 right. points for Rice. Right. Yeah. But uh, definitely uh, like the Bobcats. And then the final game. Did Matt make his pick? Nope. I, I, Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. I, did uh, I still don't know what to do. I, I'll just go uh, Texas State. Uh, what is Carmelo? Who is Carmelo picking? <laughs> you hear him? Yeah. yeah he's he's, uh, he's, he's dreaming about his picks right now. <laughs> My buddy Carmelo. Final game is uh, UNLV against somebody, Bubba. Kansas. <laughs> yep, it's um, nine and four UNLV. Of course, the Rebels fell in the Mountain West Conference Championship game to uh, Boise State, but uh, they're taking on eight and four Kansas. Uh, heck of a job. Um, cont- or Lance Leipold continues to do a heck of a job, I should say, there uh, with the Jayhawks. And this is a 9 p.m. Eastern kickoff on ESPN at Chase Field in Phoenix, which is the home of the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Jayhawks are a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, For what it's worth, Jalen Daniels, the quarterback for for Kansas, is uh, injured and questionable. Jeez, man. I'm going – yeah, I'm going to go on a limb here, guys. Because the Kansas by 12 and a half, it looks, it feels, I don't know about you guys, when I saw the line, it just feels a little much. Maybe I'm, uh, I'm going, I'll, I'll, uh, maybe Kansas wins, but I'm going to take the points with UNLV. What bowl is this? Where's it located? Hey, Phoenix. And Dave, um, Phoenix, okay. very quickly, um, Daniels was out in the season finale when Kansas went to Cincinnati and de- defeated the very, Defeated the Bearcats forty nine to sixteen. Yeah, so, Cincinnati's drizzling shit. So, oh no, <laughs> horrible hire. Um, yeah, I'm and taking. You, and UNLV, you predicted that. And you predicted that, Kyle. Yeah, I know. Um, I remember that. UNLV. Um, I already had UNLV at twelve and a half. So the information about Kansas as quarterback. Um, uh, Kansas may very may very well win the game and could could cover, but. That line, I'm gonna take UNLV minus twelve and a half. I feel better now, Kyle. I thought, I thought it was just me. All right. The line seems very steep, but that's me. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm like you, Dave and Kyle. That that line is pretty steep. I think uh I think uh they cover. Kansas wins, but I think Utah I mean not Utah. I think they cover though. UNLV. UNLV, excuse me. I think uh Kansas is more battle tested. They they played a, a tough schedule this year. I'm gonna go KU. All right. Who's Bubba got? Uh, with with the quarterback, I mean, uh, Jalen Daniels has been out for whiles, so Kansas is used to playing without him. UNLV did uh, lose their last two games after after being nine and two. Uh, I think. I'm like Stevie. I think uh, Kansas will win, but give me UNLV in the 12 and a half. All right. Is that everybody for the guaranteed rate bowl? I'm going to ask you guys, uh, I'm going to put you guys on the spot, and I don't even have one, but uh, is there a bowl that you would like to rename? If so, what is it? And do you have like a crazy name? Is there a bow I'd like to rename? I mean, there's Jiminy Christmas, yeah. What is what is what is your favorite bowl name? I mean, the most ridiculous one up here. So I loved it. When it's not it doesn't exist anymore. But when the bowl of mobile was called the Dollar General Bowl, that cracked me yeah. six up. <laughs> that was funny. Let's see. Uh, or is there one that you would like for it to be named? It hasn't been named yet. Maybe a business or. I mean, what is the freaking famous toastery bowl? What I don't know that? what a toastery is. Man, I know a toaster strudel. Those are delicious. Yeah, well, I mean, what, what I'm trying to... Is that what a, is the famous toastery? I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's, what about the the Pop-Tart Bowl is coming up? Yeah, yeah the Pop-Tart that's not bad. That's, I, can, I can deal with that. Famous toastery is evidently... Oh, a, a, Bubba says he changes his pick to Kansas. Bubba is changing his pick to Kansas. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. Isn't there a one-minute rule against Just that? Just to say in close, she's not changing it, but she's going to. <laughs> All right, we have a question for you guys, for us. What does the TSO crew think about the NCAA proposal, and where would ECU sit in that? Jay Cutler's talking about uh, Charlie Baker, the president, uh, former governor of Massachusetts, now the president of the NCAA, and basically where it's trying to create a new subdivision um, so I guess you would have almost like A, B, and C for Division One. Um, for me personally, uh, it's going to be a situation where um, I was going to talk about this, guys, but I know we had well, 20 goals. I heard 100 teams would be in it? Yeah, 100 teams. For sure, we would be in it, don't you think? I mean, if you look at the – You would think. I mean – Yeah. So the other 30, are the other 33 going FCS at that point? I mean – no, I think what they're going to do. I think what they're going to do is, I don't know. This is speculation on my part. I, I doubt I, it happens. Period. Well, I, I mean, here's the thing, Matt. One of the things that is uh, concerning is they said that you had to pay the you know the scholarships or players uh, thirty thousand dollars, but it's only half of the men's and women's players. So. Um, that would be for us like a maybe was it off the top of my head? I think it's two hundred. 
um, maybe something like that. Bubba, I don't know if Bubba can help me out on that, but um, uh, he's out for the night. Okay, so we'll close it out um, for him later on. But uh, just want to get your thought, Matt. Uh, do you think it's possible for us to be in this new subdivision? And I'm not talking about a neighborhood. I'm talking about the crazy NCAA. I think it's possible. I mean, it's going to take a lot of leadership. It's going to take a lot of vision. Right. And it's going to take um, a lot of people to step up for East Carolina. But, you know, I, I think the, we are talking earlier in the show about how worthless the NCAA is. And I think that they did this because – if, if you think about it from the NCAA perspective, they're so gutless. They're, they don't want to leave anybody out. So basically they're going to some opt-in type method. Yeah. So you basically opt – you have the ability to either opt-in or opt-out, and then they're, they're off the hook essentially because they're like, hey, we gave you the option. Um, so it, it's just another example of how bad the NCAA is. But I don't know, man. I think if there's – if 100 teams make it, we, we better find a way. Our history, our history would tell us this who we are and what we do, but it seems like these days we ain't who we used to be, and we don't yeah. have the leadership we well, used here, to. This and is not so, so that's the concerning part. But based on who East Carolina is and the way we handled this in the past, while the Appalachian states of the world were right and staying at the one AA level, we moved up. Um, in nineteen seventy seven, Pat died. Uh, I, I, I would hope it. we would find a way. Um, I, my gut tells me 100 teams won't make it. My gut tells me it's going to end up being more like 80. Um, so but we still would be that we would be on the bubble, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I we'll we'll see. I, I think it's a I think it's a lot of ifs and buts. Uh, I would hope so. I would hope we would find a way. When you think about it, we have the possible. I mean, when you think about it, uh, we can do it. We we definitely can because 30. We we were talking about this. Remember Kyle and. Uh, and Matt, I know Bubba, um, maybe not you, Stevie, but when SMU was paying their players, what was it like thirty grand for the basketball and football player? I know the football team for sure. Um, somewhere in that ballpark, we were saying that's what it's going to take for us to be able to compete at a high level in the American. We're not even talking about uh, the big boy teams, but um, for us to be able to, I think for us to be able to stay relevant, we're going to have to really step it up and. Like you said, Matt, it comes down to vision and leadership. And when you have Leo Jenkins um, back in the day and Pat Dye, they knew what they had to do. They they went for it. And um, I don't know what the people felt about it at the time. But going independent was very rough, as you guys know, with having to play the teams we had to play and all the stuff they had to do. And back then we were playing. Um, I remember Logan joking about it um, when he came to East Carolina, they were playing nine homecomings. Yeah. And I think it would probably be like that all over again. I think, if we, I think if that happens and we do it, I think you're going to probably see a lot of that again. Um, where you're going to have to take a lot of buy games because there's going to have to be a way to make up the financial difference. Um, so I, I think if that actually happens and we go that route, we opt in. If there is another split like there was in the seventies um, and we opt in, um, then uh, you, you're, you're probably going to go through those growing pains again. Hopefully, there'll be a conference to fall in. Uh, hopefully, the majority well, of the American w- would go, um, and that would make things a lot easier. But it'll be interesting to see if that happens and, and if we, uh, how many teams actually make the cut. I don't think it'll be 100. I, I really don't. I want to ask you guys do you think with the, uh, with the situation, well, let me ask you guys this, um, and I don't want to start a whole controversy here because it's been, beat to death like a um a dead horse 
but uh, with the whole Florida State situation uh, that went down with the playoffs, it just makes me think that Florida State's definitely going to get the out of the ACC quicker than they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have the, I, I'm like Matt on um, on steroids when it comes to <laughs> being a negative Nelly. Um, just teasing you, Matt. When it comes to Jim Phillips, I I know he's a Big Ten guy, Matt. I know you love the Big Ten. But he's the worst commissioner in the history of the ACC. Not that I should care, but the guy has only been worried about the, his main focus has been moving the conference uh, offices to Charlotte. That was his big accomplishment. And to me, I'm like, dude, you may not even have a conference anymore. And it may come down to with a situation like that where the ACC is going away. Or, I mean, as much as uh, people may think I'm crazy, uh, if you. I read an article today, guys. This is nuts. But some dude, um, it was Pete Thamel. It's Thamel, right? Is that the way you pronounce his name? He said that yeah. North Carolina. Yeah, okay. He said that North Carolina is the number one team right now, sought-out team. And I'm going over Florida State, Clemson, and Notre Dame. I, I don't think so. But he said that. But if that if that's true about North Carolina, you'd have North Carolina, Florida State, and Clemson gone from the ACC um, there's going to be three, four teams if we talk about gone from the ACC. They may have no choice but to put a team like East Carolina in. I know it'll be doubtful, but um, not to start anything tonight. But I just thought well, if they was, lose three or four teams, it's entirely possible. I mean, that's when you have a and, – and by the way, guys, you remember uh, how much we hated the commissioners last year from the ACC, from the Pac-12 and was it the Big 12 um, that um, said that they were not going to – they were not in favor of the – no, the Big 10, I beg your pardon. Um, they were not in favor of the 12-team playoff, and here we are. If they had gone this year with a 12-team playoff, Florida State would have been in. So another reason for – I'm not trying to make the show about the end of the show about Florida State, um, but the reason well, – one thing I've wondered is, you know, and I don't know how these the AP poll and the coaches poll – what their contracts are written like, but what happens if Florida State goes to boat races Georgia? I mean, is there any any way, any chance we could have a split national champion again? I don't think they do that like that anymore, do they? I don't think so, but you're right, Kyle. The it's going to be interesting to see, and I, I what, the reason I brought that up, guys, is I was going to ask you um, would this with this whole situation happening with uh, with Florida State the way it did and. Uh, with teams moving around, is it possible to have a whole bunch of realignment uh, with this new proposal by Charlie Baker? Definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, certainly. Um, yeah. If it were to I mean, happen, no, a lot of yeah. dominoes to fall. It seemed like it's... Well, it will be interesting to see how many teams went. You know, w- w- you know. Let's say only half the American made the cut, and then half the Mountain West. You know, do we do we play in smaller conferences? Do we merge? I mean. Who the hell knows? I, I don't believe I don't believe a hundred schools is going to end up making it if, if it even happens. Kenneth Maynard said, "I see a world where we're in the same conference as Wake, Syracuse, and BC in a very different ACC." I That'd agree. be awesome. Yeah, I could go with that. Here's a question: How big is the Aresco retirement going to affect American? I think um, that's another great question, James. I think it depends on. Uh, ultimately, who the hire is. You get somebody like Jim Phillips, man, uh, the American can fold very fast. Sorry uh, for the people that may think I'm anti-ACC. I just thought it was a bad hire, and this is a guy that used it as a stepping stone. I'm anti-ACC. I'm just saying 
I know. I'm just saying I'm trying to be objective about it. And Jim Phillips is a Big Ten guy. He wa- he wants to be Big Ten commissioner so bad that he applied Sounds for like your it. you see, to me. No, I'm just saying that for, um, for the fact that uh, I think they've got a, a raw deal. I mean, they've got a bad commissioner. Um, you see what happened, and, you know, it's fine. It doesn't hurt me in any way. I just – I'm just amazed that they pick somebody that really doesn't fit the ACC mold and, um, and they're paying for it. So would you, uh, I don't, I don't know who the candidates are. Um, I, uh, I know the, um, the dude that was at West Virginia that, um, that, uh, kind of has shopped Oregon state and Washington state around who uh, was the commissioner of that new merged FCS league. I can't think of his name right now. Oh Yeah. Um, he may be somebody that you, you hear brought up. Um, I don't know. I I, I, I haven't I, seen anything. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Is there somebody already in-house? Uh, is there an AD out there that they, they may promote? Or does John Gilbert want to run the the American? Oh, no. I, uh, it will be interesting to see who uh, who um, who gets that job. I, I think uh, I think Oresco leaving um, – I think it does affect the conference, but I'm like, I'm like Dave. I think, it, I think it depends on who we hire as this replacement. Oresco, uh, it's done a decent job. Um, there's been times where he's really excelled and at times where he's been a little disappointing, I guess, getting army, maybe considered his last great triumph, but you don't have the army Navy game as a part of the damn league. I don't know how great getting army was. Um, good name brand, but Oliver, Oliver Luck. That's right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it will. Oliver, there you go. I'm sure Oliver Luck's name will come up a lot. Um, and again, hey, you know, does that if Oliver Luck is, does that put Washington State and Oregon State back on the table? I would, I would. I mean, I, they're playing this year, coming year. But don't you guys think it's kind of odd? By the way, another topic, real quick, um, that they are only playing in the league for the Mountain West at one year. If they're you're not playing in the Mountain West. It's a, it's a scheduling alliance. But I'm saying, I know what I'm saying is that they're only doing it for one year. I mean, you, wouldn't you, if you were the Mountain West, wouldn't you tell them? Um, you oh, know, I just thought the pound sand. I just yeah, think you join the league or, or 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 you don't play at all. But um, I uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that. If after the Pac-12 is gone for a year or two, does the branding even matter? So if they all, if if, if a bunch of Mountain West schools go to the new Pac-12 in a couple years. Yeah, what does it even matter that that brand is going to go away? And then, you know, I'm sorry, in this modern era, if it's gone for two years, people are going to forget about it. It's not going to matter when it comes back. To my the Pac-12, correct? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't understand that. I think they'd be better off. And and I know I'm, my bias for the American, but that's what I would that's what I would think. And then if you have those two teams for the Pac-12 come to the American, would you have some pull for some of the Mountain West teams to come? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking. So maybe that's the only reason why they're they're doing it is just to try to hold on to the league as much as they can or the way it looks. So All right, guys, you ready to get out of here? We've yeah. done the ball yeah, pick about everything. You guys oh, have anything man. before we go? I think, uh, I think we covered it all. All right, Stevie, man, you are the man. Uh, you got to come back. Don't be a stranger. We appreciate Anytime, uh, guys. Anytime. And do you have like 30 seconds you can tell us how bad the Kiss concert was? Because I know it's been bothering dude, you. Dude, for, for the last concert to, to close out 50 years, it was just another, another concert. I mean, just like any other concert. Nothing special. No mention of 
any of the other guys that have helped him get there, like, you know, past band members or, you know, managers like Bill Coyne or the guy, Doc McGee now. No mention of any of them. It was just, uh, okay, see you. Here's here's another way to, we're going to try to get get your money from you. We're going to have cartoon characters out here playing for you. And it was, it, I mean, you know, it was, you know, you would think after 50 years, you see a little emotion and I'll give Gene credit after it was over. They talked to him backstage. It was a little emotion. He got a little choked up on stage too, but Paulo, like I said, he checked out a long time ago. He was just ready to get out of there. And yeah. Well, maybe this is finally the, they've been on a, a end of the world here, uh, end of so, <laughs> fair world tour for 23 years. So. Uh, yeah, anyway. I, guess I I'm you know I didn't know how because I debated on even getting the pay-per-view and up until about 30 minutes before it started I was I wasn't going to get it and I decided well if I don't get it something's going to happen and uh and I I got it and it was just like any other one you can watch on YouTube and uh, one I do have one more question one more question we'll get out of here I promise but we have two wrestling guys on here with me. And, Matt, I don't know if you would care, but uh, Sting's last match in March, uh, do you think it's worthy of going or even watching? Uh, yeah. Right? Do you think Greensboro the Coliseum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely where it's going. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's going to be against. They haven't um, announced yet. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I, I had an cool. idea, uh, Stevie. Uh, you know the oh. devil gimmick is going on right now. And, yeah. And, and, what, 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 what if Sting was the devil? And uh, and 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 he uh, he turns heel, which he's never done, and challenges yeah. MJF for the world title. He wants to retire as world champion. Oh, that would be Sting, cool. Now Sting has been heel before. Uh, in TNA, but that doesn't count. No, he wasn't into no, not in TNA on WCW. Oh, you talking about? When, when, he was never heel in WCW. Me. I bet me some of that more, some more of that Monopoly money. <laughs> I bet you five hundred dollars in Monopoly money. All right. Hey, uh, he, he was definitely heel. When was he, he heel in WCW? He turned okay in the in the late right before they they shut down. Maybe a year or two when Russo got there, he turned heel. Him and Luger were because uh, he turned on Hogan. Hogan had come back out with the yellow and, and red. Oh yeah, and, the very end of the WCW. Yeah, he ended up hitting hitting him with a bat, and he it was very a very short period of time. I think when they did, it may have been right before Russo got there and they did the whole reboot and it, they kind of forgot about it. But yeah, he turned heel for a little while. Hey, JR Does says that Matt, count if it was Vince Russo yeah. WCW? I don't, I don't know. No, that. I'm not talking about, no, no, James. I'm not talking about the Wolfpack, the NWO Wolfpack stuff. I'm talking about, look it up there. There was a pay-per-view. He, he turned on Hogan and he hit him with a bat and he went full-blown heel. But here's the thing, Kyle, you know, and it, I mean, I don't know if, if anybody else was watching it back then. I know Dave was too. When they tried to turn the Road Warriors heel and – Oh, it turned on Dusty with the spike, yeah. Turned on, well, they turned on Sting. That was – you know, they said, well, we're going to we're gonna let them turn on one of the most popular guys we got. And they were still getting cheered. And then they, tried, they said, well, let's see if we can – can get them to turn on Dusty and see what they do, and they were still cheering them. So that that was kind of like it. It ended up with Sting that time, but yeah, yeah. he went heel, 
And he went here. He was he started off his career heel in UWF. Well, I knew he started off his career as heel in Mid South slash UWF, teaming yeah. with uh, teaming with 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 Warrior. You know, as Blade Runner Rock and Eddie Gilbert was managing him. I know all that. Um, I just have no record, but I did not watch a lot of late nineties, early two thousands, post NWO, Vince Russo, bullcrap WCW. He did it in nineteen ninety nine. Um, the only thing I remember about 1999 WCW was was uh, the West Texas Rednecks. I hate rap. I hate rap. I hate rap. Rap is crap. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, let's see what what pay per view was it? I don't know, but who, who do you think is things going to take on in this final match? I really have no clue right now. I hope it's you know. I, I'm sure. No, no Flair. Darby Allen. There's a lot of speculation, and Darby Allen would make sense. The student versus the teacher. Um, <clears throat> Matt, what do you think? What about Edge? You, you we've I never just, seen a Sting Edge match. So that'd be kind of cool. That could be possible. I mean, I thought you were going to come up with some something. You one of those crazy. Um, Things that you you come up with, say the Undertaker was the devil and he was going to fight Sting at, at oh, AEW. Oh, Undertaker's not coming to AEW. Yes, would never let that happen. Undertaker no. wouldn't do that. No, 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 I'm not an idiot. No, that's, that's, that wouldn't happen. But uh, no, I was just thinking Sting could be the devil. MJF, that biggest swerve. My guess is it's going to be Darby Allen or Edge will be Sting blessed upon it. One of the two. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's 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 still a ways off. So. They're gonna have to set something up, and I thought maybe with the the, the edge teaming with him and Darby, that it may may have uh, may have come edge may, and him may have got crossed the log or something, but I don't know now. Well, they're rushing this edge Christian thing, which by the way has been horribly done. Tony Khan is the worst booker on the planet. Um, they, they they so to me to rush this edge Christian thing. Um, I would hope they have another plan for Edge. So Edge Sting would be did my guess. Did you see the match with Edge and Christian the other night? No, I cannot believe they gave it away on free TV. Um, you would think it would have been a classic. <laughs> I bet it sucked. I saw that well, match. It was a hell of a match. Hell of a match. The ending was good. You saw it, Matt? Yeah, it was a hell of a match. Yep. Oh, wow. I, oh, I got it on, I got it on DVR. Okay. Yeah, the ending was – I'm not going to give away the ending, but it was uh, It was pretty pretty good. And, and it kept – it. it it it'll make you probably make you rethink the whole uh rushing it and i mean i agree with you about tony khan but I, it'll probably make you think again about uh them rushing this whole program okay. I, it's, it's, i don't think it's it's anywhere near over yet okay but I do, I do think one of them one of them is going to turn either babyface or heel and they're going to have one more run as edge and christian all right and uh matt uh appreciate your patience there as i know james um, in fact, uh, let me put that up there. James says, uh, and it's just like that. Matt went, Bubba, feel like me talking to Kyle about Mexican food. Laughing out loud. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you guys' passion for uh, wrestling. You know, I, um, it's all good, man. I don't know what the hell you're talking about most of the time. But uh, <laughs> Matt, how did you happen to watch the Edge Christian match? I kind of said sarcasm when he was talking about the Edge Christian match. No, I, I think he watched it. No, no, no. Matt doesn't no, like wrestling. I totally was just 
pretending I, like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch it? Okay. Well, Matt, okay, now here's, now here's some truth. I already didn't watch it. Now, now Matt, Matt was being a poser. Matt's being a, Matt, will, Matt will message me crap privately about wrestling from the 80s and 90s. He just didn't want anybody to know about it. <laughs> no, so no, like I will he watched say, soap operas back in the day. I, I love Paul Bearer. He was my favorite. Child hey, by the Matt. way. By oh, the way, yes. By the way, Matt, there is a I thought about you the other night on the on Peacock, you know, with WWE. They actually have a documentary about Paul Bearer. I thought about I watched it the other night before oh, I went to bed. It's actually really good. That. He was yeah, awesome. Yeah, you, you'll like it. It's really good, about an hour long. He was awesome. Really but, quick. Thanks, thanks to Johnny Robertson. I'll definitely oh, take yeah, that definitely. Roman Coke. I'll definitely take that Roman Coke, Johnny. Appreciate all your uh man, thank God for it. Yeah, you helped us out. If, out. if we yeah, and if any of us win, we need to buy Johnny some rum or something because he helped us a lot with a lot with our bets tonight, right? Johnny Robinson like is like the best sideline reporter we have. I mean, it, that's it's a like, great. Go to Johnny and just see what it, what he's hearing on the sideline. That you're right about. That's a great point, Stevie. I that uh, that's a great point about him because he he keeps us out of trouble, especially when it comes to numbers. Him and Bubba are just incredible with numbers, but. Uh, all right, guys, I appreciate everybody so much for uh, this is our first part. If you're just joining us, we're going to have two parts for our 2023 Bowl Spectacular and a uh, great crowd tonight, as always. Thanks for all the comments. And, guys, do you have any final thoughts before we go? No, nah, I'm looking forward to bowl season. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it getting started. And uh, next episode of On the Fly, Matt is going to come on and give his top 10 favorite professional wrestling matches. All right, cool, yeah. Man. They're, they're all going to be Undertaker matches from the early 90s. No, I'm going to say, I got to say, one of them will be on Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 3. Nah. All right, all right we'll, we'll see. Matt, you're a big Paul Bear fan, big Undertaker fan. So, yep. you, you, when I say old, when I say Undertaker does old school, do you know what that is? Does old school? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Man. Well, that's when he, you remember when he used to walk, walk the ropes, walk the top ropes? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. That's okay. Never my, mind. My I'm not going to ask limited. a follow up question. I am not going to ask a follow up question. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wrestling knowledge is really uh, Saturday morning uh, in the 80s, you know, cartoons yes. and WWF yeah. wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are Northeastern boys. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Stevie, yeah. I will ask you as we close this out yes. The Undertaker walking the ropes, old school. Um, who did he take that from? The spoiler. Don Jardine. That is exactly right. Very good. Wow. That's good stuff. All right. Until next time. Thank you, Bubba, producing behind the scenes and all his hard work. Guys, thank you so much. Stevie, don't be a stranger. And uh, we'll see you next time right here on the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody. And as always, go Pirates. Touchdown with the cannons blast. Get it on, get it all, get the way going like the hurricane.